had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute. I know you. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy is good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. <laughs> All right. All right. Welcome, everybody. It is Tuesday, May 30th. This is the Mike Rutherford Show coming to you from the remote University of Louisville College of Business Studios here in sweltering but beautiful Jeffersonville, Indiana. We're on the air today from 3 until 6 here on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, streaming over the land. You know it's better as the big X. And a reminder, speaking of the UofL College of Business Studios, visit business.louisville.edu to see what the UofL College of Business can do for you. Uh, Trevor Kelsey here with Mike Rutherford on a Tuesday. You have to keep reminding yourself it's not Monday, which is a good feeling. I feel like typically when you have to remind yourself what day it is, it's you know it's a, it's a Thursday, but it feels like a Friday, and you kind of get screwed up. I've been screwed up thinking it's Monday all day, but we're one day closer to the weekend. We're starting on second base. That feels good. Uh, TK, how are you? It's hot out there, man. It's 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 uh, sweltering. Where it's officially summer. Oh yeah, it's it's officially getting the car. Wait about three seconds and turn the air conditioner on max. And then, uh, yeah, just just let the, let the cool breeze flow. I mean, it's like it's like the it's like this week we're starting in the extra innings, right? We're starting on second. Yeah, and and by in after three day weekend, uh, love a little dicky right there on, on the show tweet. Uh, where, where, where's the enthusiasm? Like you should be like, all right, all right. We, you just came off a three day weekend, man. I mean, I know we had to come back across the bridge. I know, I know how it drains the life out of you. It drains the life out of everybody. Does it? Trust me, but. Come on, Where, where's the pump? Did, did you bet Boston last night too, like I did? I did not. Did not bet. Yeah. Although I will say, like if we had picked, because I think we, I, I missed every single game of that series. I actually got the first me, two with the Heat, though. If, if you'd asked me to pick, <laughs> like Game Six and Game Seven, because we were on the air for, I, I would have missed. Like I, I think I picked the Heat to close it out in Game Six. I did, and then I absolutely would have bet. Like I thought it was done after watching that game on on Saturday night. I thought, well, there's no way they're coming back from this. Like this was their opportunity. Boston played really poorly. They had a chance to close it out. They still didn't get the job done. Like now, Boston's going to win Game Seven by I don't know 25 points. And last night was not even exciting because the Heat dominated so thoroughly. Yeah. I mean, I would have. I think I, I'm pretty sure we'd have to check the tape to see like my first Game One and Game Two predictions. I'm pretty sure I would have gone 0 for seven in this series. <laughs> I mean, I had the Heat the first two. I know that. And I don't know if I picked them to win both. I know I picked them to cover both though. So I guess that still counts, right? A little bit. Sure. I mean, Why yeah. not? Yeah. Uh, I think I did pick him to win though at least one of the first two games. But yeah, I was with you Saturday. I, I think I, I mean I'm on the show and go back and check the records, but I'm pretty sure I was with you. Picked the Heat to. I think they were getting what uh, they were getting a few points, and and I was like, take the points, take the Heat, take the money line. I did all three. 
I mean, I, coming over here, I, thank goodness this basketball is almost over because the bridge alone. I mean, I, you know how much much, much money I'm I'm paying to come do this show on a daily basis now that I can gamble. I mean, the Heat, the Heat and Celtics alone in Game Six and Seven. I mean, cost me cost me the rest of the month. Yeah, it's a now we have an interesting NBA final. I do want to talk more about the NBA finals. We also have the NHL Stanley Cup finals that has been said, which like it, it's just who's maybe, in it. The Florida Panthers and the uh, Las Vegas Golden Knights. So we will have a first-time champion in the NHL uh, th- this year. Meanwhile, is, meanwhile, Vegas is in their second Stanley Cup in three years of existence. Second and six, yeah. Oh, has it been, has it been six years? It's been six years. They have. Uh, oh, good it, lord! I thought it was only like their third or third. They've been to two Stanley Cup finals in six years. Not a bad ratio for no. a, a, a relatively young franchise. So I'll, I guess I'll pull for Florida just because they've been around longer. You know, they they, they were in the, the Cup Finals in '96 against the the Lanch. They've been there a couple of times and just have not gotten wow. over the hump. I wouldn't remember that. Four-game just... sweep. Okay. Uwe Krupp, game winner in overtime, double overtime, game four. And that's why until until Friday you didn't even know where the Panthers actually played in Florida. Yeah. I mean, I, well, no, Wait, so we still don't even know because it wasn't technically Miami. Wasn't it something different? It's the Miami area. Yeah. It's like sunny. But like you said, like I've always just assumed Miami. And then like uh, as tends to happen on this show, like when you ask a question, like I start doubting myself. You're like, isn't it Miami? I'm like – I, I I think so, but then like I have to look it up. I'm like I I don't I'm not 100 percent sure, uh, but it is they are the Miami area. <laughs> it doesn't have the same ring to it, does it? No, it doesn't. It's general <laughs> Miami. It, it's basically Miami. You know, it's like New York Giants. They're not technically in New York, but so, wait a minute, so Miami's in the both the NBA and NHL finals. Yeah, yeah. Right. Great year for that uh, the ever diehard South Florida fan base. And some 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 have said Denver is like a. A farther east version of Vegas. Yeah. Uh, we want to hear from you today on the, the Thornton's Tax Line, 502-414-1450. Your reminder, Thornton's hooking you up with the best deals all summer long. Download that Refreshing Rewards app to see what we're talking about. It's going to save you money at the pump. It's going to save you money inside. You're going to be able to get an 89-cent fountain drink of uh, 32 ounces or smaller. That's what Thornton's does for you. And then text us at 502-414-1450. We've got uh, UofL stuff to get to today as well. Moving day over the weekend for the men's basketball team. Almost all of the new roster is here. We've got our first season prediction from one of these uh, analytical models that plays this thing out somehow. We'll react to that. Uh, We've got more Jeff Brom Portal King excitement out there. Football program, very happy. Good news on the baseball front, which maybe that's why I'm kind of just, eh, like whatever coming off this holiday weekend. Like typically we're getting ready for Louisville to host a regional we're getting ready for uh, hopefully a run to the College World Series. Things are happening still. It's still like the U of L sports season is still kind of in full swing. And this year, baseball's been over for two weeks. Yeah. We've got Kentucky now going nuts about hosting a regional. They can't handle it. <laughs> yeah, they, we, we'll talk about that. Uh, but it, it just you know, it's it's a, a different feeling. I feel like sports have been done here. The, the off season started earlier than it should, and now we're staring down this lengthy three month road until we can really get into game week for Louisville versus Georgia Tech. Now, there will be things that happen in the next three months that are exciting. Like Once practice starts, that's going to be awesome. We're going to start hearing some reports out of the basketball camp. They can start doing four-hour week sessions starting this week. Um, so that'll be good. We'll hear, I'm, I'm sure, somehow there will be some murmurings to come out of uh, UVL basketball. We'll, we'll get those like 15-second snippets from the social media team. Where we'll be like, ooh. Who's playing backup point guard here? It looks like Sky is guarding this guy, and we'll just do all that, which we did last year. Dennis Evans is taking threes from the corner. He looks like Larry Bird. He was nine of twenty-seven his senior year of high school for three. There you go. Um, but we'll—I'm sure we'll, there will be things to talk about. But it's just we won't be back in the thick of it 
for like three more months, and that just kind of feels wrong. But uh, regardless of that, how was the, the long weekend, TK? I'm sure you were all over the city, out and about, hustling from this spot to the next, uh, you know, just doing your standard holiday weekend thing. Well, I, I, I clearly have to cheer you up now after that. Like, the great segue into asking me that question of depression of the summer that's coming. <laughs> I mean, I mean how, how do I back that up? Oh, by telling you, I pretty much didn't leave the house at all this weekend. Well, that's, I mean, we all no, no shock, but it was a good, it was a fun week, a good, lazy, fun weekend. Uh, you mentioned the basketball game on Saturday. I didn't watch any of the hockey. I pretty much haven't watched any of the hockey since the Kraken got eliminated. I've been semi-following it, but just not. I haven't really been watching. Uh, but we had, you know, we had a, the WWE had a nice little show from uh, Saudi Arabia on Saturday, which kind of you know filled the afternoon up a little bit, and then they had the game Saturday night. There was a great AEW pay per view on Sunday night. Your man Orange Cassidy retained the title. Still champ. You were Still, worried about him. Well, he took he put it, he put the title on the line in a battle royal against twenty other men. And he still came out on top. And he still came out on top. I so thought he, he was, does. I really thought he was going to lose the swerve, but uh, he didn't. He, he swerve was last one he eliminated in, a, in great fashion. Normally, when the people are hanging on the the apron, they'll do like a big punch or a kick. Orange and Orange Cassidy just kicked his hand and he fell off. Love it. Sloth wrestling. Yeah, sloth wrestling. Sloth style, baby. Did you see that clip I sent you from the post the press conference afterwards? I'll be honest. I did not watch okay. it. Okay. It was Sorry. just somebody asked me, like, How, do you feel like you were one of the best wrestlers in the world? And he just laughs, like, not even close. He's like, no, no. He just keeps laughing. And, and <laughs> it's a guy's question. But uh, so this was like, he's cool and modest, man. That's our man, dude. He's just chill. Yeah. And then yesterday was um, this day was pretty lazy too. I didn't really do much yesterday. Just kind of just chilled around the house, you know, relaxed, recharged the battery. You know, it takes it takes a lot. It takes a lot of energy you and effort, yeah. and oomph to you know to, to come in here and do this with you three hours. It, sometimes you just gotta you know sit back, plug in the charger, and just 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 let the let the bar fill up. I do ask so much of you. <laughs> I did come up here actually. I did I did come up here yesterday and do a baseball high school baseball game. Silver Creek? Uh, no, no. J-Town, in dramatic fashion, came back from down 2 nothing in the top of the seventh to win 3-2. Do you mean Jeffersonville? Yes. Okay, there we go. Yeah, Jeffersonville. Excuse me, I forget. We, 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 they're fully pronounced. Yeah, let's, let's, let's not offend the Southern Indiana contingent listening to the show. Yeah, and we don't want to compare anybody to J-Town Louisville. That's just mean. We have a Jeff teacher <laughs> who listens to the show regularly. Let's we do. Hey, let's right. offend him. I, I, you're right. I don't want to offend them. You're right. Uh, so they, they came back and when they'll play Saturday. I don't know against who, when. Silver Creek. Yeah. <laughs> SL, baby. Yeah. <laughs> CL, Creek Life. <laughs> so that's, that was my, uh, yeah, that was pretty much it. What about you? What, did you go out and do anything? You hit the pool for Memorial Day opening, opening weekend? We had a lot of stuff going on this weekend. We were, right. we were kind of all, I've actually, I've kind of forgotten some of the stuff we did. I know we went to, um, a bunch of different parks, splash pads, pools. I had, my best friend was in town. We went out Saturday night to. I'm always in town. <laughs> we went out Saturday night to Third Turn in, in Oldham County, which is like the perfect adults hybrid place, like a kids hybrid place. Like it's sort of a beer garden, a lot of open area for the kids to run around and play. Okay. Um, so it was. It, we went out there with a group of friends that all have kids, and it was a, that was a fun night. Bars said, should open up places like McDonald's Playland. They kind of do. I mean, you have a lot of bars now that have adult games, like that big game. They'll have cornhole. They'll have that big game with the the barrels that like cornhole that are all filled with water. We go throw the kickballs into them. I have no idea what that is. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, it's a brave new world out there, Trev. I've also never been a cornhole fan. One, I just giggle when I hear the name. I don't understand why people don't understand how perverted the name of the game is. And second, 
it's just I don't know. I just never, I never, I never, gra- I never, it never, it never really grabbed my fancy. Well, it's it's very popular. It, I, 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 I'm not saying it isn't. I'm just saying I'd. I've never found a, a fixation of throwing a sure, bag but, of beans into my cornhole. Once again, you're not, you're not the, 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 the content. There are other people out there that, yeah. that do, which is why a lot of bars have those places now. You're right, you're right. But that was fun. And then Sunday, a uh, big group of us went to Top Golf. First time I've been to the, the local one. That was fun. Not, was it was good? It was cool. It was very cool. Um, had a good time there. Went to the, the, the little Mexican restaurant that's close. Now, all those restaurants are popping over there in the Oxmoor area. Popping. Sorry, Jenna. Uh, so we went over there, <laughs> had more drinks there. It was a fun night. Uh, wow. Kids stayed with my parents. We went to Tyler Park, um, which I don't know if I want to give the secret away because I feel like this, it's kind of still a little bit of a hidden gem. People know Tyler Park in the Highlands, but they had a big renovation a couple of years ago. They've got like three really nice playgrounds now and this splash pad, which the kids just love. Hmm. And we went over there on, I think, Saturday. I can't even keep track of the days. I've never heard of Tyler Park, by the way. It's it's right there in the, the heart of the Highlands. Uh, it's, okay. we, we used to be there all the time when, when Mary was living over there. Uh, I think we took engagement photos there. They've got they've oh, always wow. had tennis courts there. They used to have a big area with like basketball courts and playgrounds. Now it's it just it's renovated. It's very kid friendly and like it was it was crowded, but it wasn't insanely crowded like some of the parks in the area. And uh, that was awesome. Like the kids just love the splash pads. They got a lot of swings there. They have this little like kind of maze. I don't even know how to describe it. That's like created out of like. Chop trees, which is, is a lot of fun for, for kids to play on. That so sounds pretty fun. Yeah, it was a good time. So we, we enjoyed that. Don't now, don't go like making Tyler Park all crowded now. It's, I don't want to give the, the secret away. I know for the millions of listeners out there with kids that are just dying for a uh, Saturday or Sunday excursion. You, you, now they know lots of right? hangs out there. Everyone's going to be there now. But it, th- that was a lot of fun. We had a good time there. Did a little pool action yesterday. Um, so it was, yeah, we, we had a jam-packed weekend. Got a lot of yard work done. Uh, all that good stuff. It was it was fun. I enjoyed it. Uh, happy to be back here though, talking semi sports on a Tuesday afternoon. Well, we is, thought you know, about you a lot. This is an example. Where I, I should let you go first because you just your your weekend just fails in comparison to mine. Exactly. I, I don't know why. So I, we asked the question. Look, everybody. The joke <laughs> is everybody knows what you're going to say every single time. You're not. You don't know. You don't know. Maybe one weekend I'm, I'm just going to throw you for a little. Like, well, I went out uh, farmers market. To farmers start, market. Um, <laughs> got there about eight a.m. Got, got hit the petting zoo. Rode an elephant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so went swam with some dolphins. You know. Yeah, you know, walked across the floor. You know, one day, matinee at Third Baxter. Uh, <laughs> yeah, one day I'm just gonna, just, I'm gonna get you. Then we got out there on the Ohio. My buddy had a boat. We did did a little bit of fishing. Yeah, did, so, did, did some I, parasailing. I want that to happen. I want. You that think to I could parasail? No, I don't. <laughs> How fast would a boat have to go to get me up into the air? Well, yeah. now I kind of want to try. What, what is? What, I mean, what is the normal speed? I'm, I've never been on. I've, I don't think I've ever even been on a speedboat. Or a, I mean, the, the closest thing I've even been on a boat was the 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 Bell Louisville in fourth grade. That's the only boat I've ever been on. Are you serious? I, yeah. You've never been on like a little boat like out on a lake? Or no. A, really? No. I mean, I remember. Get you on a boat. The last time I like, we went to Lake Cumberland, like I had uh, one of my like friends, good friends, growing up. Uh, uh, his name was Scott, like Scott Brooks. Actually, I'll throw him out there. If you're out there, hey, hey just Scott. Yeah. I remember because it was also the play, NBA player was named too. Uh, but he used to like we used to go like he had his parents had like a house in like Lake Cumberland. And I don't know why. I remember there was like like a little bridge that like would go like, kind of across the lake a little bit or part of the lake. Like that was the closest I've ever got. Like other than being on the Bell Louisville, like being like in the middle of a, the water area. Okay, that's that's it. Yeah, never been. 
I'm gonna have, how fast does a, a boat go to, to get somebody up in a parasail? Like 30 miles, maybe? I don't know. I can tell you. I mean, do you have to put an extra engine on it for me? <laughs> like, <laughs> and you downplayed your weekend, too. Like, you were acting like we come in, you're like, oh, I was really busy. You had a fun Saturday, it sounds like. You didn't have the kids. Well, was, Sunday, we didn't have the kids. Saturday, we took the kids out with, with friends. Okay, but still, you had a, yeah, you really downplayed it walking in here today when I was just like, Hey, how was the weekend? You're like, eh, eh. yeah, Sunday was a good time. I mean, we like I got, I've top never, golf. We walk in. Uh, we saw. It's funny. I'm running into him everywhere now. Uh, Jack Harlow's manager. Apparently, Harlow had been there. Um, so like, there's. Like, he asked you why your co-host hated this movie so much. <laughs> I, this is gonna shock you. They don't listen to the show, so uh, that's okay. No one watched the movie either. <laughs> uh, streaming numbers disagree. Oh, do they? Yeah, the streaming numbers did, they did well. Now the reviews weren't great. This, well, that's okay. gonna shock you. Okay. <laughs> so, so that's, but the I don't think they really care at this point. I think if you get the streaming numbers, that's all you really. That's the, um, that's the end game. Probably, yeah, they're probably right about that. But yeah. so they had had to can't he had to cancel a show for the first time ever. Like the night before, they tried to go to Vegas and they had a bunch of plane issues and couldn't end up getting there. Oh, so wow. I, you know, I'm walking in, he's walking out. And I'm like, sounds like you've had quite the 24 hours. He was like, yeah. He's like, not a great time. But like after that, I guess th- there had been word that he'd been there, that Jack had been there earlier. And like this group of like 12 screaming 14 year old girls like runs down towards the end of the bay. I'm like, it's for you. I'm like, yeah, yo. everyone turned around. They're like, Card Chronicles here. No, um, put on your mask, ladies. <laughs> just, you just made it 10 times creepier. Um, that was possible, but it was, it ended up being a lot of fun. Just you know, it was one of those like we didn't really get into the game because you're trying to like you're trying to visit with people. Like, I my best friends in town, like, I don't get to see them all that often in person. So like you're trying to you know we're just kind of we we end up just kind of just screwing around with the golf aspect of it. I can see we how it would be fun if you had like a, a full on competition, but it's more like we rented the place out for two hours. You get drinks and apps and just oh, you know, nice. people are just and then we just walk next door. But I, it was a lot of fun. I've never been to Top Golf that a Top Golf level on the one here in Louisville. Like without you 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 know me a little well. Would I like Top Golf? I think you would. I mean the thing is like you don't have to be any like Mary got up there like smacked a couple balls like the girls were playing like they weren't hitting it far but. If it just goes down there and like rolls into one of the little bays, you get points. So I mean, it's, it's just yeah. so it's kind of like it's just like a driving range meets skee ball. Kind of. I mean, you. I have, love skee ball. Yeah, you, you you hit the different targets you can go for. Like yeah. I didn't realize. Like I, the only time I played it, you know, we went in Orlando at U of L. Like I wasn't playing. I was with the U of L people, and there was kind of like you know, they, I was there for like drinks and, and dinner because yeah, they're paying for all the the team's ability to play and stuff. But like at one point, somebody's like, get up there and hit a couple. And I, I was—I thought you had to aim at the target every one. I didn't realize you can play like different games. Some of they'll—they'll they'll tell you where to aim for. In this one, if you just like drive it straight and hit the back net, which is like 220 yards away, you get more points. So like when I started yeah. playing, I, did, I was like, I'm killing. It. I'm hitting this like white target every time, and I'm like, I'm not getting as much many points as the people who are just driving it straight, and not hitting any targets. But uh, yeah, it was—it was a ton of fun. But like, yeah, you don't have to be good at golf to. Well, that's fun, good. That's 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 definitely the top of my checklist of whether I would enjoy it or not. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's, I'd say it was it was a very good time. I really enjoyed it, and uh, just you know, just seeing everybody for the first time in a while, everybody all together was was a lot of. Now fun. you you did a different package, but just in general, is Top Golf expensive? Like, if you want, if I want to go up and just like, it's like, not that expensive. Is so is it like by comparable? If I want to go like play like roll like nine holes of uh like bowling or do like nine. Nine holes nine, bowling. Nine holes of bowling. And <laughs> <laughs> there nine frames in a bowling game. Well, no. Is it called a game or a match? Uh, I mean, first of all, there's ten. <laughs> oh well, okay. We'll, we'll start with that. 
So, so is it a game or a match? What do you call a bowling? Game? Well, first of all, I can't tell if you're asking me about nine holes of golf or an actual like game of bowling. Go bowling, yeah. But I want to go bowling. This will be a little bit more expensive than bowling. Okay. Than a game of bowling, it's, it's cheaper it's, than nine holes of golf. Okay. At most courses. And well, and I, but here's the thing. Also, I, I guess I should have before I brought this up. I should have a preface that I don't know how much nine holes of golf costs anywhere. And B, I haven't been bowling in like 20 years, so I probably don't know how much that costs either. I've been bowling in a while. I, 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 I used to it, love bowling. I'm assuming it's still like 20 cheap. bucks, maybe. I don't. A, a game of bowling, I don't think it used to be like like five bucks. Are we? Have we established by the way it's called a game? Yeah. Okay, it's not like a, a match or a round. No. Okay. I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> it, games. Of, games of bowling are like three to six bucks. Okay. So it, it's it, it's bowling is cheaper than this, but. I'd say this is a little bit more fun, at least for me. Like you, you have a guy, you have the stacked levels. You've got you know people. You have waitresses that will come around and, and you know ask if you want drinks, ask if you want food. All that depends stuff. on what bowling alley you go to. That 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 can happen a little bit. It can. <laughs> it's and look. I love a good bowling alley food. It's uh, yeah. I love a good bowling alley dog that may have may, may or may not have been sitting out for the last six weeks. Twenty year old Trevor loved a good no carding bowling alley bar. Well, yeah, that was the big draw <laughs> when we were in high school. Was, yeah, you could just send somebody up to get the beard and bring it back to everybody at the. At the I guess it's the pit. Is that what would it be called? I need to know more bowling terms. I clearly am out of the realm. I mean, other than like Pete Weber, I, mean, I don't. It was nine frames, so that's. <laughs> and I don't. Isn't it like three straight uh, strikes of turkey? That's correct. All right, all right, and like three hundred is a perfect game, right? Three hundred is a perfect game. All right, yeah. I think my my high all time is like two twenty. Have you? So I I used to bowl. There was like a summer. I think it was our, after our senior year of high school. Every game after that equal two twenty. <laughs> <laughs> there was a uh, the summer after our senior year of high school. So like oh three, we had this thing like we would like I feel like drink very heavily one night and then like go bowling the next night to kind of recover. And it just we went bowling a lot. And like, I felt like I was getting kind of good. And I bowled over one ninety I think twice, but I never broke two hundred. So I've never broken two hundred bowling. That, that the, the time I did that was the. When I beat uh, my buddy Matt, uh, my buddy Brian in our in our, we were in a, the Pizza Box Bowling League. Nice. And he was him and him and our other guy in our league, Matt. It was, it was those two and then me and my buddy Ruben. They were really good. We sucked eggs. And like, just, I guess he just got really too drunk that night. The league didn't start till after midnight anyway. And I beat him. I, I was like two twenty. He was like two eighteen or something. And I don't know if you know this, but I can be somewhat uh, arrogant when I win. You're a bad winner. I, I'm a horrible winner. Horrible winner. I'll tell you that right now. Don't let me win. You just don't. I'm unsufferable. They're learning that in the fantasy football league. You're a bad loser. You're a worse one. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's competition in me. What can I say? Uh, and that's what led to me eating my first salad. Was he got so pissed? He was. He made me bet. And if I lost, I had to eat, ate that salad, and that was my first salad eat. It was because you know, he destroyed me. I think he did like. He was in the 200s. I think I bowled like at 82 or something. I mean, that was I averaged more like in the 70s. Yeah, well, 220 is good. But when I but when I lived in Bowling Green, we were my apartment was right behind a uh, bowling alley, Southern Lanes. Okay. So I was and they had like a batting cage in there too. It was a really fun little place. Uh, and that that's I, I would bowl a little bit when I was at Western, but that's been I mean that's been almost 20 years now. It is that it's one of those things that like I feel like I did all the time in my like late teens, early 20s, yeah. and probably have not done once since I was like maybe 20. It's I I would be willing to bet it's been 13, 14. Years we should go I'd bowling. Be, I'd love to go bowling. Let's go to Tenpin one day. Try next to an Arby's. Believe it. Let's go bowling, dude. Let's just let's do, screw the show. Let's just go bowling right now. Let's go right now. I bowl like Fred Flintstone. People love it. 
Just hard as you can every time. Yeah, and I, t- I twinkle toes up there. I, I have no, <laughs> I have no motion whatsoever. I, my 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 hips don't move. It's crazy. Like I've been videotaped showing it. It's like a study of science. I need to kind of see that. And my arm just goes all the way back. I just chuck it one arm, one single armed. Real quickly before we take a break, when we come back, we'll talk about these Bartorvik projections for Louisville basketball <laughs> and take some tags. But the um, sportsbetting.ag, they have taken all of the thirty-two NFL teams. And so there are 256 possible combinations for next year's Super Bowl. Okay. And they've given each possible combination odds from the most likely Super Bowl matchup to the least likely Super Bowl matchup. Would you care to venture a guess as to what the most likely Super Bowl matchup is according to their odds? The most likely? Yes. Uh, Kansas City and Philadelphia, probably. That's correct. 19 to 1 is the the odds for that game. And then second, you can probably guess this as well. It'd be Cincinnati and Philadelphia? No. Close. San Francisco and Kansas City. Oh, okay. They went the other way. All yeah. right. I see. Okay. Philadelphia and Buffalo is the third choice. Philadelphia and Cincinnati is the fourth choice. Okay. Uh, it's funny. The Lions actually. I mean, those are your four teams pretty much. Well, I guess Buffalo's kind of sprinkled in there, but it's like three to two on each side. So yeah. Lions-Chiefs is actually the 11th most likely Super Bowl matchup according to these odds. <laughs> really? Yeah. 41 to 1 odds. Now, here's the. this is the fun game. Do you want to guess what the least likely Super Bowl is according to their odds? <sighs> 5,000 to 1 are the odds that they gave this matchup. Houston-Chicago? No. Houston... Uh, no, Houston's got to be one. They're not. Houston is the second... They're in the second least, most uh, least likely matchup to happen. Who's worse than the AFC? AFC in Houston next year? I guess because they... they well, I'm, forget, I'm, I'm thinking without their draft. The people are... Yeah, they got Stroud and Anderson. Um... Then I'm going to say, is it Tennessee maybe? Tennessee is one, yes. Okay, um, yeah, because they're, they're pretty much on the way down. Tennessee versus Arizona? That is correct. Uh, that is the least likely yeah, Super Bowl Murray, matchup. Murray is out for the year probably, yeah. 5,000 to 1, Arizona versus Houston. I mean, you're all over that one. It is the second least likely, and then Arizona versus Indianapolis. Hey, I know my teams that suck. Is the third <laughs> least likely. Tennessee versus Tampa Bay is the, the least likely matchup that does not involve the Cardinals. The Cardinals are involved in, I, let's see, Six of the seven least likely Super Bowl matchups. The gambling sports betting that who, very is, down in Arizona. Who was the other NFC? Did you say it? And I missed it. Who was the what? Tampa Bay? Tampa. Really? I'm surprised Chicago's not getting hated on as much. I saw the highlights from their camp of the quarterback battle between Baker Mayfield and I think it's Kyle Trask. Oh yeah, and like they both were just overthrowing like ten yard slants. Like <laughs> just every other pass was just poor, sailing over. Poor people's Todd lines. Bowles, man. He got he got a bad deal in New Jersey. I think Todd Bowles is a good coach. I think he did a decent job in the, with the Jets. But I mean, he got he got a raw deal with the Jets. Now he's like inheriting Tampa, and it's like, oh, you're going to Brady for like a year, maybe. Yeah. And now you get Baker Mayfield. It's like, good lord, I, mean, I would have just let. He's got to be somewhere. He's got to be thinking. I should have taken another job and let Leftwich have this thing. All right, let's take our first break. When we come back, we'll take some text at five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Then we'll move the conversation to these Bart Torvik season projections for Louisville basketball. Also, very quickly, Caleb Love has just announced that he is committed to. Ooh, oh, oh, oh uh, I don't know where. Arizona. Really? Yes. Going out west, playing for the Wildcats. That could be a. That'll be an interesting marriage. Yeah, no one ever accused Arizona of having academic standards. Yeah, they're like, can't get into Michigan? No problem. They're like, well, if you can't get here, Arizona State, I'm sure I'll take you. Gronk <laughs> like, is like, welcome in. I'm actually the the dean of admissions here now at Arizona. It's Rob Gronkowski. I worked with a very hot woman at Pizza Box, but maybe the dumbest girl I've ever met. She graduated from Arizona State. Well, that's... <laughs> if we're talking about stereotypes, that is the Arizona State stereotype. She's blonde. <laughs> we'll take our first break. When we come back, more Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 96.1. Big X. 
sitting next to me Making love to his tonic and gin We haven't played this game in a while, you ready? He says, son, can you play me a memory? I'm not really sure how it goes But it's sad and it's sweet and I knew it's complete When I wore a younger man's clothes Are, we talk- are you talking about this, the Spotify game? It's Piano Man number one. See, you, the thing is, we played it like last week. Oh, that's why we did. We Every did. time you say it, like, we haven't played this in a while. Well, no, but last week was the first time we had played it in a while, wasn't it? I think we did it recently before. Who that. did we do it for last week? Oh, man. I forgot now. Oh, Tina Turner. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. That's because she had passed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Piano Man's got to be one, right? Uh, For Billy Joel? I mean, yeah. Only the Good Die Young? I mean, I know it's up t- no, uh, there's no way Uptown Girls. I love Uptown Girls, but it's not. it wouldn't be number one, I don't think. I'm, gonna, I'm going Piano Man number one. All right, let's look it up. I, I, I think I'm with you. It's, it is the most kind. I think it's got to be his most like well-known song. <laughs> Only the Good Day Young will be up there. I'm trying to think of In the Middle of the Night. Nah. I mean, does... <laughs> no. That, that longest be... Time. is Maybe Longest Time might be one of my favorites. Uh, they're all good songs. Yeah, oh, they are. That's what I'm saying. But he's got, he does have a... I'm going to guess Piano Man is number one. Okay, you're going Piano Man number one as well. Let's see. And Uptown Girl It is, up, is look, number one. Look at that. Piano Man, Piano Man is actually number three. Wow, really? Vienna is number two. Who? Vienna what is, is number two. How do I not know Vienna? The thing, uh, but here's what I don't understand: is what is Vienna? They've got them ordered, but Piano. So Piano Man's third, but it's got the most number of plays. They have the number of plays right underneath the song. Uptown Girl has six hundred seventy million. Piano Million. Piano Man has seven hundred sixteen million. So if we're doing the actual, so why is it coming in? I don't know. It just ha- it has them ranked, but it does not have them ranked in order of plays. If you're doing them in order of plays, Piano Man is one, Uptown Girl is two. Okay, we didn't start the fire. Is three. Oh, how did we forget that, one? that yeah, one? Yeah, that was that's bad of us. That, yeah. that was a good call. So what is Vienna? Am I am I just am I, I like Billy Joel a lot? Am I, am I should I be ashamed that I don't know the song? I don't know the song. Either. Is it a song I know and I just don't know the name? That's kind of what I'm thinking. Vienna, it's, like Vienna Sausage? It's from his um, The Stranger from 1977, which also had scenes from an Italian restaurant, Only the Good Die Young. Those songs. I mean, yeah, that's... Moving I, out. I, I, I'm moving out. That's, that's a good one, yeah. I worry though, because I started wondering about like Uptown Girl. I love Uptown Girl for like the video and growing up, but I could see it getting like getting like a late surge because of like the movie Trainwreck or something. I'm the biggest fan of Uptown Girl. But here's Vienna. Let's see if we know this. Okay. Are we allowed to do this? We get in trouble? Well, it hasn't been played that long yet. Slow down, you crazy child. I don't, and I don't think I need to worry about cussing on Billy Joel, right? You little bitch. Catholic girls, you little. I don't give a if you're right or you're right. <laughs> I don't recognize the song. I don't really either. To be and, I, and now I'm wondering if Billy Joel ever cursed in a song. I moved on already. Sitting here in bleeping Vienna. We didn't start the fire, you bleep hole. I feel bad for not knowing that song, but I really I don't. <laughs> I'm gonna Google the Billy Joel Richards song. 
All right, let's take a couple of texts here before right. we move on to it's a little basketball conversation here. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. Uh, Texture says, uh, for football, people don't want to know about recruiting groups uh, or how we're going to look this season. What we really want to know is, has Jeff Brom thrown a chair yet? And if not, <laughs> when? My inside sources say he's not thrown a chair yet. I mean, if he was going to throw one, it would be either A, what to open up the Georgia Tech game speech, or B, it would be for a negative reason, like playing poorly in the halftime, right? I mean, his – yeah, I, I think his spring game speech before was pretty was pretty muted, pretty subdued. It was it was solid. I liked it, but it wasn't the whole, like, you know, street fight between the whistles, any of those classics. I think before the Georgia Tech game, we're going to get just insanely pumped up Jeff Brom. I mean, he can't just pull out the same, like – I think he does something different other than chair. Because he, he did the chair at Western and at, at Purdue, right? But I don't think it was like I don't, I don't think he did the chair at Western. Actually, I don't think it's like it. preconceived. Like I, I don't think that he comes up with what he's going to do before. I think he just gets caught up in the moment, and it's just I've been there. There's a chair around. I'm gonna throw it. I I, I can 100 percent relate. If we're five and zero, oh, <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> if we're five and zero oh and Notre Dame comes to town, that's great a chair throw opportunity right there. Mark that down. Five and zero oh, Notre Dame coming to town. Don't worry about college game day. Don't worry about whatever. Worry about is it a chair throw game? What else could he throw? <laughs> like a bench, like the, a piece of the like the playbook. It just like he throws it, just doesn't go anywhere. It just kind of like falls to the ground like a feather. I mean, like, Jordan Jordan's kind of small. Maybe he throws him. Now picks, we need him. Picks up, just chucks him across the room. One of the walk ons. One of the walk ons. <laughs> you know, we, we got a backup punter out there, Brian. <laughs> Brian, can he throw Brian? Just let him throw Brian. <laughs> Or Greg, maybe. Texas says, is anyone else shocked to find out that King of the Hill aired new episodes all the way until 2010? Needless to say, I'm now watching them all. Well, I know Trevor's not shocked because he, no. you've rewatched that entire series. Recently. I love it. It's awesome. Uh, I didn't know it was still on that long, to be honest with you. I guess, I mean, yeah, because it started in like 98 and it ran 12 seasons. I, I think, think it started th- earlier than 98. Like, I remember watching maybe it was it 97. I, was, I think it was like 94, 95. Because I remember watching it like in grade school. I actually didn't watch it when it first came out. I take it back. It was 97. 97 uh, was the first year. Like late 90s, I kind of was like 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 97 to about 2000, early 2000s. I was just kind of like off the sitcom thing. I was had just other stuff I was doing in my life, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> at least tempting to do. And <laughs> failing miserably. Might as well just been watching King of the Hill personally. Hindsight had been better. But uh, so I, it wasn't until like I got to Western and have cable. And I would go, I got this thing at Hollywood Video where like you pay like 30 bucks and you rent like so many movies out at one time and the, the plan they used to have. And it, uh, I started doing like TV series and King of the was one of them. And I'd like never, like I said, I never really watched it when it came out. And I was like, this is freaking awesome. I think everyone has that period where you know, you watch this show a lot as a kid and then you're like, why did I stop? I'm like, oh yeah, like I had a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. <laughs> I would like at a certain point in high school, I mean, for me, like, you know, I, I was, school was demanding and then I was playing a sport and I, I am trying to like you know, have a social life and you know, you're, you're chasing girls, you're doing whatever. Yeah. And at a certain point you're like, I don't have that much time just to, to watch. Your, yours would have been like, you graduated in 04. So I would think yours would have been probably, but you were, you were a big fan of like the office and that, that was out around the same time. Sunny and Philadelphia started when the first mini season of the office started like my sophomore year of college. Okay. Yeah, that would have been, what, what was the big shows in like that, uh, your junior high school year around 03, 04, 05? I wonder what the big shows were back then. Well, high school, I graduated in 03. Okay. So I'm trying to think, like Friends was still a big deal. Yeah, as I far guess. As like sitcoms were yeah. concerned. 
Um, NBC had a had a stranglehold, which isn't a good thing. They did. Like friend, I, I remember watching the last season of Friends, like my freshman year of college. We would all, we would watch a couple of those episodes. I remember watching. Um, but like, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I was always, if I had time, I was like, Family Guy became a, a really big deal when like the re-release. Yeah, like yeah. the re-release was like myself, but like. People were really starting to watch after it had gotten canceled. People were always watching mm-hmm. it on Cartoon Network. I remember late when I was in college and the end of high school. Hey, here's the list of top shows that year, by the way. Friends was number four. I'm, I'm just going behind American Idol and CSI. Yeah, I never got into those. Uh, ER was still big. Never watched ER. Uh, Everybody Loves Raymond. I would catch an episode here and there, but never really watched Never been a big fan of either uh, myself. Uh, Two and a Half Men. Never watched it. Will and Grace. Never watched it. Um. Yeah, I can see why you didn't watch a lot. These these kind of sucked. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if I had time to, like, I was just, I watched like sports. I'd watch Sports Center a lot. I would watch reruns of Seinfeld or yeah, Friends or like Stay by the Bell. Still, like the shows I missed were like Malcolm in the Middle and King of the Hill. I screwed up. Like I had, I missed some good stuff. And I've gone back and rewatched since then. Uh, Texas says, "What a putrid year for Louisville sports." Satterfield four and twenty eight. Terrible baseball season. Waltz doesn't get it done per usual. Every other sport pretty bad too. Are y'all okay overall, Floyd? Is that TJ on a burner phone? It's one. It's one of angry guys' accounts. Okay. Um. I mean, it. But in all seriousness, like this was about as bad as we've had since like we've made the move to the Big East. Like in our football team wasn't. I mean, it was bad, but at least record wise, went to a bowl. I mean, I'm saying like not saying every single sport had its worst season. I'm saying like on the whole. It was probably the most down we've been since like we became a power conference program because football was okay. You know, you, but eight and eight and five is a mm. fine season. Women's basketball, they go to the Elite Eight, yeah, but it was still it was it was more of a struggle than the past four trips to the Elite Eight. Like they, which is again, not it's nothing to scoff at, but we had a a little bit of a a rough go. Yeah, relative to our standards, the journey there was was well, tougher than it should have been. For sure, men's basketball has the worst season of any of our lifetimes. No, That's cannot forget that. Straightforward. Yeah. Um, baseball has the worst season of the Dan McDonald era. I feel like we can say that comfortably. I think it feels good. Certainly, yeah. the most disappointing season of the Dan McDonald era, which is crazy to say when you consider they started eighteen and two and were number two in the country. Uh, it's just wild how much they fell off. And then we didn't have. Like some other teams had, I mean, the volleyball team made the the national championship game, which yeah, is certainly they're, they're carrying us. They had the most successful season, but like we didn't have the, the other sports besides that. Like men's and women's soccer were okay, nothing, mm. not, nothing special. Didn't the women's softball team do well? Softball made the NCAA tournament, which mm. is something, but still, yeah. we've had much better seasons. Um, did we win a cheerleading competition this year? Sure, we did. <laughs> we always do. I don't know how we do, but us in Kentucky somehow win it every year. But if you're looking at the the spotlight sports, this is a like collectively, this was the kind of most down we've been. I feel like there just there wasn't anything since the Big East, since since being in ACC, right? I was going to say since joining the Big East, since we like became a power conference program. Oh, even going that far back? Yeah, there wasn't one sport that you looked at and said. I feel out of those like big four, like I feel like they're a legitimate national title threat, or I feel like they're a legitimate threat to reach whatever their respective pinnacle is. Like baseball, I guess early in the season you thought that, and then very quickly that evaporated and it became the, the question of why is this happening and are they ever going to snap out of it? Women's basketball, like I think we knew, like they right from the beginning kind of became a little bit of a disappointment to the point where you're like. Can we pick it up enough to be a second weekend team? Like that's the new standard here. That that's the new goal. 
Whereas with most years, with most years with Jeff Wallace, you go into a season saying like we want to win a national title. Men's basketball, whatever your standard was for Kenny Payne's first season, I think you, we fell woefully short of that. And then football was just kind of we expected it to be maybe average. We hoped for better than average, and it was certainly average. So it just was kind of a. I mean, I think blah year is the best way to describe it across the board. I'm trying. To think, I was just trying to think off the top of my head like what could like maybe give a. And I was thinking. I mean. I, you had to go like Crackthorpe years, maybe the oh eight oh nine. But I mean the I mean oh I mean, nine still men's basketball was a three. It did, it did fall. It fall very short of just losing in the final four, though. Yeah, and they were, like, they we, were that was team. unexpected and not you know. And also, I believe the women's basketball team was really good. In I think so. That's why I was just looking up real quick. Oh, like I mean, they went to the semi, Sweet Sixteen in oh eight, and they went obviously went to the national championship game in oh nine. So, so yeah, so eight oh eight oh eight is a bad example. Yeah, maybe oh oh seven as well. That was oh seven football that was six and six sport. year. Yeah, but that was the first year that we went to the College Base, World Series. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. That's yeah. I mean, it's I mean at least you know, and I, I mean then again, of course, by oh six oh seven, like volleyball and softball and stuff wasn't even thought of. I guess I don't right. know if we had a team, but yeah, it's 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 right up there. You're right. I mean, in the last especially if you go, I mean. Since 05, in the last nearly 18 years. Texas says, off the grid, what are we talking about here? How many years was Trevor actually in the pen? When we talk about you being gone, what, you weren't in jail. No, I wasn't getting like <laughs> prison or something. You've only been to prison once. And I didn't get prison. It was like, it was like just it was like, like drug tank. County, yeah, I was like, yeah. county lockup twice, yeah. <laughs> twice? <laughs> yeah. I, knew the, I only knew the, the butt joint time. The butt joint time was when I got framed. That was when you got framed. Yeah, the, 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 the crooked police framed me. The second time was just it was just like for a few hours too. I I had a warrant because of, of I, it was something that, it was something that happened in Bowling Green. Like I didn't have any. <laughs> Wait, hold on. <laughs> we never talked about this. <laughs> this, is, this is a weird story. All right, so I got pulled <laughs> over. Never come up. I got pulled over in Warren County, and I didn't. I I got cited for not having proof of insurance, even though I had insurance. Okay, I didn't have the insurance card, and. Like by the time I like had this court date, if you've ever had it happen to you, you just really need to go there and just show them your card. It has happened to me before. Yeah, and they'll they'll, they'll just be like, okay, dismissed, yada yada. There's your drink for you. And like, I don't know why me being the lazy one. So I'm like in talks with my lawyer. You know him. Uh, you've played basketball with his son. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know exactly. Yeah, so you know, I have a good lawyer, so I'm gonna trust him. But then again, my lawyer's good, but he's like, I'm like so far down the pecking order, probably what he gives a bleep about. Sure. That, you know, and that being said, he's like, oh, just don't worry about it. I'll make a call. You don't have to, don't even drive back down there because I was living back in Louisville at the time. And uh, so I just went with that, you know. So then, like, at one point, one day later on, I got like a knock on my door. I mean, I'm, I'm, my grandmother was still out at the time. I'm living there with her and helping take care of her. And like, I hear a knock and she wasn't home. I look out the window and I see a cop car. I'm like, I'm not answering that. Like screw this! So I, I go like I go I'm like I call my uncle because he was a former attorney and I'm like they're here. He's like let me let me call you know, <laughs> what's his name? <laughs> they're here. <laughs> what's that? They're here. They're here. Yeah, you knew exactly what I was talking about. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Sadly, I didn't need to go into detail. Hey, uncle, they're he's, here. He's like, well, he's like, don't answer the door. I was like, no bleep, Sherlock. I'm like, I'm not going to answer the door. They can't come in. Like they can sit there. I can look at them through the window and they can't do anything to me. I mean, they can't arrest me in my own home. So, uh, unless, I mean, circumstances, but they didn't have. And so I'm like, <laughs> I just bet I didn't do that. But they knock and they leave eventually. And uh, I, he's like, I'm going to get taken care of. I'm like, all right, awesome. So, like, I think a week or so later passes by. And 
it's like eight in the morning, and my cousin, who was having some issues with her, her boyfriend at the time, start it was staying with us too. They come like knocking on the door, and I look out the window, I see cops. I'm like, oh crap! I'm like, Liv, don't answer the door. And she's like, huh? I'm like, just don't answer the door. She like, ignore it. And I hear knocking, knocking. Next thing I hear is Libby going, Trav, there's someone at the door for you. <laughs> I'm like, you, what the bleep are you doing? So I go there and like, like hey, Mr. Kelsey, we need you to step outside. I'm like, yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> I'm like, is that what you said? Yeah. I was like, I don't really feel like stepping outside. They're like, Mr. Kelsey, we have a warrant so we can come in and like help you outside. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Legally, you're not allowed to, but all right. I don't need you helping me outside. So uh, long story short, if that's possible at this point. Uh, they put, they take me downtown. I get uh, booked. I was there like three hours. I was out in time to go do the uh, Renshaw show at, at three o'clock because they arrested me at like eight thirty in the morning. You got out of jail and you went straight to the. I Renshaw. went straight to the radio station, did a show with Renshaw, and brought her by White Castle too. That's well. I mean, look at you. Yeah, that's impressive. So and then and I didn't have to. I just after that it was taken care of my attorney made the call finally made the call I was like dude you're making the call dude i'm gonna watch you dial that freaking phone <laughs> and he made the call and got to take care of for me and those were my two arrest moments yeah the one was a frame the other my cousin's a moron i, I still remind her that's the cousin who by the way did the switcheroo on me last weekend when I wanted to ride drunk oh that one same cousin yeah I'm sensing a trend here. I know. I, I still remind. I still give her crap about that today. She's like, I don't remember doing that. I'm like, you were in your early 20s. Of course you don't remember. This was like back in 2008. The person who initially asked that question about you, how many years were you in the pen, just in the middle of your story, just said, I immediately regret it. <laughs> <laughs> Texas says, would you tell, uh, please tell angry guy to blow it out his blowhole. Thank you. There you go, angry guy. I mean. I'm one of your 17 numbers. <laughs> He's he's not lying though. He's not being angry guy. Technically, he's kind of like yeah. That one was like that's a text that I'm fine with. Yeah. Texter says J Town is awesome. Kick rocks, TK. The original third turn is in J Town. It is. But shout out to the third term, uh, Olden Gardens as well. Greg Dale, Ben and Brian are awesome and make awesome beer. Third turn Mug Club. Yeah, the original. I only I honestly didn't know there was the one in Oldham County. So when I didn't know what you're talking about. Yeah, when our friend suggested it, I was like, man, it's all the way out in J-Town. Like, it's going to be a long drive for us, but cool. Like, let's do it. And then we looked it up. And we're like, oh, it's in it's in Oldham County. It's awesome. Like, they have a huge area, huge space. They've got, like, all these plants growing in this little beer garden area. The beer is good. I had, I mean, I knock on wood, successful weekend of, like, semi-drinking again this weekend. Oh, had yeah. Had a couple beers that night. Had... Two beers and a uh, margarita on on Sunday night. With or without salt? Felt fine. Salt with salt. With salt. Mary's no salt, but I'm very much. Just don't, don't. God help you if you put salt on it. Why? <laughs> She'll burn the whole. Oh, I'll burn the <laughs> milk. Nice. Take a second to get the milk reference. It's all right. But uh, but third turn was awesome. It was very cool. I was again. If you ha- if you're looking for a early night out with uh, with kids and, and adults that also have kids, it's a, it's a solid. Splits the difference very well. I'm gonna take all y'all's word for it, but to me, I I, I prefer stay away from J Town. It's well, it's all this one's Oldham County. What? I thought Oldham County was dry. No, didn't it used to be dry? I don't think so. I'm almost positive it was because I used to date a girl lived in Oldham County. I used to have to stop and get beer like right before the across the border. Are you sure that wasn't just a convenient excuse on her end? <laughs> No, because yeah, it's would, dry out here. I would think if she wants to sleep with me, she had to be drunk. <laughs> 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 it's 
So no, I don't think that's true. It's definitely dry. You're definitely gonna have to stop to get me more alcohol. I would say you better bring a bring a bring a keg. Bring a pony keg. <laughs> yeah. Just bring a pony. Somebody looked that up for me. You just buy the keg. <laughs> we can't get him out here. I promise. I'm gonna need you to bring three kegs. Dexter needs to tell me. Am I am I completely loosening? Because E Town used to be dry too, and it's not. Oh really? I didn't know that. It was once dry, no longer is. So I'm almost I. I mean, again, I did date her back in like 2000. Okay, um, Oldham, Oldham County went wet, which sounds terrible to say. I know it sounds in so bad. 2015. Okay, so, so wow, she's yeah. not lying to you. <laughs> well, about that. Be damned if she was 100 truthful. That so time. Oldham, I, I have no idea how this works. Oldham was technically not dry before they voted to go like full on wet. This is. There's no way to talk about these. These are actual. So before I have to preface this, these are actual legal terms that describe these counties. <laughs> Oldham was not designated as dry. They were a moist county before they became a wet county. Well, that's because I showed up. <laughs> Didn't fully get it wet, but made it think something. So, <laughs> so wait a minute. You can be. So there's different levels of wetness. There's there's like a, a damp and a, and a and a full on wet. I mean, this, this, there's no way to talk about this without just fully becoming thirteen year old boys here. But yes, it looks like if you if you there are dry counties, there are moist counties, and there are wet counties. Okay. I, I think Warren. There's so many things I want to say. I feel like Warren County is like one of the moist because like, you couldn't buy alcohol on Sundays in, in Bowling Green. Can I at least get a courtesy? <laughs> like we would have if we wanted beer on Sundays, you had to drive like across over like Indiana, uh, Tennessee, or just south of Warren County to get beer on Sundays in Bowling. Well, I knew that. Like that that was a rule here too. Okay, like in, in Indiana, you can't sell beer or cold beer, uh, and you can't Which sell is so beer. Weird. It's such a weird rule. Plus, you can't sell beer anywhere near church. Like the the right. I think that's still yeah. a rule in most places. I think the whole like you can sell it. But you can't sell liquor or cold beer. It's yeah. the funniest bleeping thing of <laughs> all know. time. So 36 counties in Kentucky are designated wet counties. Four are moist. And the difference is? I, I think you can sell alcohol like some of the time in moist counties. Dry is like just pretty straightforward. Does it baffle you that we have even, even have a dry county? Yes. Anything dry? In, it does. Like Because when I would go to see her, I would come up 40, US 42. Like going towards Prospect, and there was like a shell station right. I mean, like at the border of Oldham County and whatever Jefferson, and that was where you like you knew if you're going to Oldham County, you had to stop there and get beer because once you got past that, you were SOL. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's just it does baffle me. So. I'd like to learn more about this. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously... we're Kentucky, we're bourbon. That's like, I mean, then again, we do have no smoking laws, and that pretty much pays for everything in the state. It does. We are a walking <laughs> contradiction. We <basically>. are. <laughs> Texas says, speaking from the black delegation side, what Jokic is about to do to Bam in the finals is going to set us back 100 years. <laughs> I think that might fall under hate crime. <laughs> Texas says, are you guys emotionally prepared for the end of Ted Lasso? I know it's coming up. I know people oh. are excited, but we, I think you and I are in the same boat. Yeah. We haven't started watching the season yet. I thought about it last night because um, I reached out to a buddy of mine, and I was like, hey, just randomly. I was like, is Lasso, did it run last week or this week? He starts tonight. Um, I'm going to watch the new um, – I believe the uh, the the uh, dark side the new dark side of the ring debuts tonight. I believe, which is uh, I don't know if you are familiar with that. It's I am. a cool thing on Vice. Uh, I've watched a couple of those. They're yeah, really they're, good. They're really good. Even if you don't like wrestling, you sure. they are very entertaining. Um, tonight is about uh, Tammy Stitch and um, uh, Sunny, as you may later know her as yeah. her and Chris Candino's relationship. 
uh, and what led to unfortunately his passing and her just disaster of her life. I remember they talked about because she just recently got arrested. We talked about it on the show. She like got she yeah like, yeah killer homicide or something. Oh yeah. But I remember there were always rumors about her. There was making the way around the locker room and stuff like that. They came up together too. Yeah, they were married, I believe. Which there, I don't know if there's any good story in wrestling that that's that ends well when you like my me and my wife got into the business. Yeah, I can't think of a one. Randy between Randy Savage to Chris Benoit. I mean, it's they they they're none Miss of them. Elizabeth and who is the the guy who just got clean? Lex Luger Lex was Luger, yeah. he's paralyzed. Yeah, but that's I mean, yeah, that's who I'm thinking of. Yeah, that was what happened with what's after the Randy Savage stuff. Mark yeah. Marrow and Sable. Yeah, I mean, every everyone ends just like a wrestling wedding ends in disaster usually. Um, so that that starts tonight. So I'll probably watch that. But yeah, I'm looking forward to you and I both. I did watch the first two episodes, so I did see the kind of the mild spoiler in the beginning, but I stopped after that. I'm going to rewatch them. I think I'm going to start tomorrow, maybe. Okay. What are you going to start? With Ted Lasso, yeah. probably pretty soon. I just we just we'll talk about it after the. I do want to talk about. I finished. Um, Dave's got one episode left. Okay, season three, and I'm all about it. It's been great. I plowed through that. We're we're on the last <laughs> season of Veep. Um, so I need something else to watch soon. I think we're probably going to start Ted Lasso pretty soon. Yeah. Oh. Every, everybody's talking about these this dry, moist, wet. And like I feel like everybody's got a different explanation for it. Like, can we just Google? I mean, you're, well, you're a lawyer, didn't you? Didn't you go over that in law school? We did not. You make it. You make it. I think that's year three. You make it the moist day. <laughs> Texas. I'm from a dry county. When we went moist, then we became wet. Politicians had to talk about all of this with a straight face. Moist for our county meant only in the city limits and only a certain amount of liquor licenses were allowed. And someone else says moist is just restaurant sales. Nobody seems to know. So, anyways, uh, we got to take a break. Four o'clock hours <laughs> coming up next. We'll get to these Bartorvik basketball projections. Uh, a couple other things that I want to get to. More moist, wet, dry talk. Oh, uh, I can confirm, by the way, Billy Joel's never cursed in a song. Billy Joel's never cursed in a song. That's what you listen to the show for. Four o'clock hours on the way next. Keep it locked right here on The Big X. Song, you're the piano man. Sing us a song tonight. Well, we're all in the mood for a melody. And you've got us feeling all right. Here, Tuesday edition after a long weekend of the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. It's going to be hot all week long. It feels balmy out there today. It's going to be in the 90s for a large portion of uh, of this week. And they're saying, I think for the fifth consecutive year, it's going to be the hottest summer in Louisville in like three decades. So it's a global warming thing again. We got that to look Al forward Gore, to. Right? Al Gore, just thumping his chest. I mean, how, how do we mock Al Gore? He brought us the internet. I mean, that's that's mocking Al Gore right there. But uh, is he spelled potato right? It's going to be very, very odd. Remember when that was the standard? We're like, oh my god, he can't spell potato. It's like now that, that was Quail actually. I was Dan Quail. Yeah, and but now we're like, you know, guys can do we really tie their own ties and walk straight? We're like, he's presidential. We we have kind of dropped the the bar a little bit, right? A little bit. 
<laughs> anyway, it's going to be hot this summer. It's going to be hot this week. If you have heating uh, or air conditioning problems, not heating, but air conditioning problems, call our friends over at AirServe. They're going to set you up uh, any hour, any of day. We, they're going to fix your problem. They've got technicians available for you 24-7. They're like EMTs for your HVAC. Um, go to airserve.com slash Louisville, A-I-R-E-S-E-R-V.com slash Louisville, or call them directly at 502-785-8600. They're also offering uh, tune-ups for just $49. They get the best deals in, in town. And again, if that AC goes out at 2 a.m., you've got kids, you got pets, it's going to be insanely hot, you can't make it through the night, Airserve has you covered, 502-785-8600. What temperature? You got the Rutherford House air on, don't you? Oh yeah, what do you what do you keep the air? Are you, are you, I, I see you being a low seventies guy. Seventy two, same here. Seventy two is the that's like the the perfect one, right? I saw that there's like a study coming out, um, and I feel like there's one of these every summer just to get people up in arms. But th- there was a recent study that said like the average household sh- they they should the how the air should be on seventy nine during the day and eighty two at night, and I would say what? go somewhere else like that. I, I, I'm. <laughs> I, I I appreciate all the efforts to <laughs> to better the environment to do all this stuff, but there's a limit, and I I can't live without my house being a certain temperature. Like I, it's gotta be cold, especially at night. Like and I sleep upstairs now. And we've got like we've talked about like all those houses all in St. Matthews yeah, have the split level, and like the you know there's a like a 25 degree difference between our upstairs and our basement, and like it is just ungodly hot. And if I try to sleep with it, even at like 72, 73. It's gonna make for an impossible night. I need I need that AC blasting. I need to feel that just just the cool on my face when I walk into a, a house during the summer. I just I can't live I can't live any other way. I don't spoiled. I get it. I, but I can't I, that's not it. spoiled. That's just not wanting to live in hell. I mean, eighty two degrees. I mean, like, who, who like in their right mind like like makes it eighty two degrees other than like Lucifer? <laughs> when we went to uh, <laughs> seriously, when we went to Italy a few years ago, it was like the hottest July that Rome had had, had in in forever. And they have these things where if you if you, if you try to turn the AC on like a certain temperature that's too low, or if you have it on for too long, they'll just knock out all the electricity in your where you're staying. Like just, just are you staying? Just in? not. No, we were not. We were staying in like the nice. Like again, our our friend's a diplomat in Italy, so she's got a very nice place. And like it, it's just it's automatic. It's the way their power grid is set up. So they just they won't let you use. And it was the first time where I just felt like just right away. We've been in we've been in Italy for a full like 24 hours, and I'm going like full ugly American. I'm like <laughs> I can't live like this. I'm like yeah. I, I need that air on 67. What are you doing over this damn country? I'm gonna go back to America and turn my AC down to 60 just out of priority. This is why we had to save you from Germany. This is ridiculous. <laughs> and what's with the pepperonis on your pizza? That's not the way Papa John's does it. This is terrible. Do they use the cupped pepperonis? They collect the, Some of the uh, places grease. Do. Actually, I haven't had one of those in a while. I really liked the because I had friends who go to Italy before and they're like the pizza's different. You're not gonna like it. I really like the the Italian pizza, but it is very very different. Best tacos I ever had were in San Antonio. Okay. I'm just saying, like, I mean, it's like you, you're talking about, like, I mean, you do expect to have good pizza in Italy, right? Yeah, you think. Maybe. But it's, it, just, it, it's just very different. And, and, the, and they were different down there, but they were still one of the best of the best I ever had. Okay. I, I, I believe that. <laughs> what I lie to you about, you know, when it comes to tacos, I don't lie. <laughs> I, tricked, I mean, tricked him. 70, 79, I mean, if it's 79 in my house, I'm not living there. <laughs> I'm not. Me and the dogs are gone. 
You know, we're going to the hotel. We're going somewhere. We're going to the neighbors. We're going to the park. I mean, it's, that's just ridiculous. Who? That's one of the worst studies I've ever heard. Real quick before we move on, because people had significant thoughts on the wet counties, dry counties, moist counties. Something to really kill Mary something game or whatever. It, it, yeah. <laughs> Texas says, uh, I think moist is restaurant sales. You want another odd one? In Indiana, non-liquor stores can sell cold beer, while liquor stores, stores can't sell cold water. That's insane. It says, at least mm-hmm. that's what a liquor store in Orange County told me one time when I asked about cold water. It's all incredibly stupid. Uh, Texas says, there you go. You ready? Wet is Trevor's mom. <laughs> 30s. Moist is wet. Okay, I can't read the whole thing. That's- I was going to say, my mom's like 60-something, that's, dude. Come on. She's Oldham County through and through. Texter says uh, they were dry, they went moist, which means they served alcohol at restaurants only, then they went wet. So Oldham County, that, that's what Oldham County was. So restaurants are allowed to, but I guess if they want to start actually opening a restaurant out there, you have to be able to sell it. I mean, we've had multiple people send in this explanation. So this is the one I'm going with the majority here. I'm choosing to believe them. I think when you were dating the girl from Oldham County, she was right. They could not go to like liquor stores. They didn't sell alcohol there. The only place where they serve was at restaurants, but they have since 2015 been a wet County. Okay. There you go. Texas outside of y'all talking about Jeff Brom. This is the most aroused I've ever been listening to your show. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so, I'm so curious. Does anybody have a comment on how, if they, if I could be uh windsurfing, uh, there, there was somebody just said straightforward. Uh, Trevor could go parasailing. Parasailing. That's what it was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think so, so I can be, I mean, does the boat have to go like faster than normal? I looked that up a second, but I do want to read Texas. I'm going to go full wet when we're five and zero and Notre Dame comes to town. <laughs> yeah, I might be wet if we're up and big at halftime at Georgia Tech. <laughs> I'm going to. I'm already. What am I talking about? I'm already there. I'm, I'm a super soaker, people. I guarantee there's a, a fat guy parasailing video. <laughs> I mean, there's. There's a whole video like breaking it down. This very fat guy. It's, it's like I mean, there's a fat guy pole vaulting videos. To fly to fly to fly a paramotor, which I'm guessing is what they call parasailing somewhere else. This person's breaking it down, and he's trying to see if he can go. He's okay. He's like lo- he's not as big as you are. Okay, this should that make me feel? I mean, I don't know. I don't know if this is going to be. So well, let me ask you this: What would be more logical to ha- happen, a parasail or a ride a horse? Oh, <laughs> well, we've seen it. I'm, I'm assuming pole vaulting is coming in a distant third. Pole vaulting is <laughs> absolutely third. Pole vaulting, there's there's more likely of you t- solo mission to Mars. Do I need, I to, th- do I need to throw playing a ten year old one on one in there too or not? The best ten year old in the world. <laughs> also, yeah, that's. I like how we've gone to like the best ten year world, and everybody's just like ten year old in general. Like the now. conversation started with the the question was, what's the age where you think you could beat every. Whatever year old in the world, yeah, at one on one, and you said ten. I disagree vehemently that the best ten year old in the world would not beat you at one on one. And then people are like, I think fifty percent of the ten year olds yeah. in this it's city gone now to like could beat you. At even the ten year old who like snips glue is beating you. <laughs> it's one-on-one. like it's like there's not a ten year old that would lose to Trevor. No, that's the sad part. Uh, Texas says the chances that Trevor falls down and sends himself down the lane bowling. <laughs> I've never fallen down bowling. Yeah, you haven't gone in a long time. Well, are you saying I'm, I'm like less agile now than I mean? That's exactly what and I'm I've saying. I've been very drunk bowling. I'm, I'm very drunk. <laughs> I mean, sometimes some stories I don't even think I should tell. <laughs> but yes, I, I've never fallen. 
I don't remember falling down. Maybe I did. <laughs> I'll think about it. <laughs> Texas says Sunny was hot as hell and Sable was awesome. They yeah. both were great. At one time, Sunny was like the most downloaded woman on the internet. I believe that. In circle, yeah, the uh I used to have a picture of uh the Playboy pictures of Pamela Anderson, uh or I mean Sable on my uh, computer screensaver when I worked at a video store. Texas, it's currently 80 in my place with a ceiling fan going. I'm a freak who likes it a little warmer, and I'm completely comfortable. You God are. love you. That's it, better for your LG&E bill, better for the environment. I can't do it. Worse for your health. You're going to be dead in 10 years. Well, I don't know how that works. I mean, he's going to die of heat exhaustion. I think he seems okay. I mean, by the way, if you're, it's 80 in the house. The ceiling fan is not doing anything but like flowing warm air around. It's not That does no good for me. There's apparently a – I'm taking this texture at their word – a 450-pound weight limit for parasailing. Are we in? Depends if I want to lie or not. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't, I haven't weighed myself in, like, years. I don't know what I weigh. Is there really a limit? Like, like I mean, what's the worst that's going to happen, though? It's, like, going to snap and I'm going to fall into the water, right? I mean, this is going to be... What's the worst that could happen? I might die a horrible death. I mean, yeah. a, I'm not going to end up like... like I'm not going to end up like the, the kid in the death. I might die. I'm not going to end up like the dudes in Jurassic Park 3, right? I'm just like, I cut the net and like I, I, I float into an island. I, I mean, love that you scoff at the idea of like, in every rhetorical, what's the worst that could happen? The answer is death. It's like, what's the worst that could happen? I I'm could falling, snap and fall in my death. No, no, yes, that's it's exactly what, the worst that could happen. This isn't like falling like on a bungee cord. To, I'm falling on water, though. I think I'm going to live, right? No. I mean, because if, if, if I wait too much to the parasail, then I'm probably not going to fall from that far high up, right? <laughs> no, no. It's not one of those things where the vision is in my head now. I mean, this and is, as long as you're this okay can't be any different than me jumping off the 10-foot uh, swimming board plantation, right? Yes, it is. Like, how high am I going to get? As long as you're okay in this vision, no pun it's intended. The funniest keep that joke to yourself, seen. people. <laughs> Do you remember like the old the plantation diving board that was like? I mean, again, I went thirty-two there a, and sixty-four. Yeah, I went there as a kid. In my mind, it was like a million feet in the air, and it they, was, they six, shut it. They shut it down like my entire childhood because a kid had died. It well, I think that's that's an urban legend, I believe. Well, my mom's was uh, she went there a, a long time, like as an adult, and she said it was like she said a kid dove and like hit heads with somebody. That was below. We we used to tell the he belly flopped and it it, ca- it caused him like the stitches to open up. He bled to death. Oh, I always just heard that there was like a head on head thing. Uh, or or that he he dove he dove and he went too fast in the water and hit the bottom of the pool and hit his head and broke his neck. Or which I do I know somebody who had that happen like I in mean, a normal pool like dove in <clears throat> like barely made, head made contact and he's paralyzed. The the thirty two and sixty four for those and that's what they were they were thirty two and sixty four. Uh, they were, I remember them being, I remember the 32 being available, like my, my at very young age, like maybe like mid to late eighties, but I don't remember like most of my memories of plantation, they were closed. I would never jump off. I wouldn't even go off the 10 foot. I hate heights, which is probably, I should have probably. So why are you talking about wanting to parasail? Well, are you, or are you just saying, I'm just, just saying, can I? Yeah. Yeah. Now it, if you give me the option, I might do it again. I'm, I'm just going to fall in the water. It's not like I'm, I mean, I'm falling into concrete. You're very high. Well, you know, when you fall from a certain height, it does. It's the same effect as like falling into concrete. Yeah, but how I mean? Why people die? Like the Golden yeah, Gate Bridge is the most used suicide spot in the world. Yeah, it's for the guy that uh, that started Victoria's Secret jumped off of. <laughs> Thank you. Come on, have you have you ever seen the Social Network? <laughs> I have. He tells that whole story about the the guy uh, and he, he again. Like, that's that's why <laughs> if you fell from a gigantic height parasailing, it would yeah, but did, not did, be good. Are for you it. telling me you, when you parasail it's as high as a bridge? 
It's, it's like a bridge is like 100, 100 200 feet have above you ever the been water. To a beach? Not lately, but a parasail doesn't go like 100 feet up. It's They're up there. They're no. very much bridge height. No, that's not. Yes. Like, I'm, I'm thinking like bridge over a creek, but not like a bridge over a river. Trevor, <laughs> again, you haven't seen it. I see it every year. I'm sorry. Do you, how much? When's the last time you parasailed? I've never parasailed. I see them every single year. Do you get. If you fell from the height of the, the parasailings that are out there, at least when we go to the Atlantic Ocean, you would, if you didn't die, you'd be horribly, horribly injured. Oh, bleep. <laughs> yeah. They're way up there. You get a, you go up about 300 feet in the air. Oh, yeah, that would suck. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Screw this. Conversation's over now. He's yeah, done. I'm done. He's moved on. I thought it was only going to be like 50, 60 feet up. Sean Moss just texted me. <laughs> I mean, are yours and TK's AC and heat set to the same temperature? Does that make sense? It actually is. Yeah, I think we are. <laughs> Sean says they sit at 68, 69 at all times during the winter to the summertime. Now, I, I will say before we had kids, we kept it a lot cooler. Like, we, like we, I, I couldn't sleep with it above, like, I had to have it at 68, 69 during the summer. I always yeah. had to knock it down. But now, like, John, his room gets really cold. And you know, he's not sleeping with – he's in a sleep sack, but he doesn't sleep with covers or anything. And it's so, like we keep it, I think, around 71 at nighttime. But, like, I, I'm still way too hot. If it, In an ideal world, and when the kids get a little bit older and I can stop caring about how they feel, I'm going to knock that bad boy back down to 68, 69 at night. I mean, sure. I, I, when I go to sleep, I'm with you. But then again, you got – I don't need it that, that cold normally because I'm already just pretty much just walking around in just shorts anyway. Like nothing else. So I, staying around 70, 72, it keeps it cold enough. Like anything more than that, I, I got to start putting clothes on. I don't want to do Maybe that. YouTube cameras in your house any day now. <laughs> Live stream. This is how, if you ever wanted to become like a a millionaire, you could you could buy Big X and do whatever you want with it. Trevor Kelsey show could be from 8 a.m. to, well, not 8 a.m. You're not going to get up that early. It could be from like 3 p.m. to 10 p.m. You need to like do some sort of live streaming of your house because no one wants to watch that. Yes, they do. No. Yes, they do. Why? Because it would be incredible. It'd be the most boring show ever. We sitting there like, mom, <laughs> just you and your mom doing you and your mom stuff. Like it, it just, it's fascinating. Like if you, it would be like the worst like episode of like the Truman Show ever. Like he's, I'd be like, I'd be like <laughs> Jimmy Dugan's like. The last six innings, he just sat there and scratched himself. I not know if he was alive or dead. <laughs> you don't know how people, how fascinated people get with stuff like this. I'm just telling you. Greg Garden's sequel. Uh, Texture says, is there any way we can get Trevor to ref the red-white scrimmage? Maybe he could sneak some coaching tips into the bigs. <laughs> Something tells me he had a wicked drop step uh, back in the day. Now that I think about it, he could teach these local 10-year-olds a thing or two about old-school post-footwork. Damn right. Takes her good text. Get that man a T-shirt. <laughs> I could. I could. I mean, why do you think I was in love with pageant so much? The dude had awesome footwork. Great footwork. I, 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 it's a lost art. And I love and I love it. And yeah, the only problem with me repping like the, the red white game is I'm only going to stay on one side though. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not it had to be a half court game. Yeah, or just yeah, just I'm only just like switch sides and I'll coach. I'll help coach up one team. You know, during the first half, and the other side during the second half. Um, Texas says, and we can talk about this now. In case we need a reminder, Lexington sucks so bad they don't have enough hotels for the baseball tournament. So I we mean, can't talk about. It. So UK is hosting a regional for the third time. Adorable. 
And <laughs> the mocking them. <laughs> they're one of eight SEC schools to host a regional, which seems absurd. But eight SEC teams, I guess the RPI was very favorable to the conference this year, are hosting regionals. And they, they said last night, this is from via Ben Upton, um, said no hotels within an hour of Lexington are available because of a country music festival. I guess the, the Railbird Festival is in town oh, next yeah. weekend. So West Virginia, Indiana, and Ball State players and their coaches are all staying in UK dorms. Okay, two questions. One, is Louisville more than 100 miles from Lexington? It's No, it's not. Okay, so we have no hotels here? Yeah, that seems like that's wrong. That, that's that's the first thing. I, I mean, well, it says within an hour. He didn't say 100 miles. Oh, okay. He said within, no, it says within an hour. We are over an hour from Lexington. We're <laughs> playing fast and loose with that, too, because I know people can probably get to Lexington in 45 minutes. I mean, I guess if you just technically, yes. If, if it's gonna, a team bus going from somewhere, it would take you an, more than an hour right, to get yeah. from over to Lexington. Um, I mean, if I'm, I mean, Ball State, maybe not, but I mean, if, I, if I'm IU or Ball State, just stay here in Southern Indiana and just leave early the next day or something. I don't know. I, it's, I don't know how you do that. I mean, in West Virginia, I mean, West Virginia's not that far. I mean, Huntington's not that far from Lexington, right? Isn't it less than an hour from, from Lexington? I don't think it's that close. I could be wrong. I know it's on the I know it's on the border of like Ashton, Kentucky. This, it's a nuts story, though. It is. Like you and I do love that. Like in a hotel, like the sponsor of Rupp Arena. I don't know. <laughs> I I do love that. Like, and this is very a very rivalry thing. You know, we look at this and we're like, oh my god, how embarrassing for you guys. You don't have any hotels available. This is your, you know, you're, you're hosting a regional for God's sake. This is <laughs> God respect sake. yourself as a city and a university. God Make some accommodations. Like what's wrong with you? And I, I love the UK spin. And look, we probably would do the same thing if, if we were in, in this boat. Yeah, we're in this boat. They're doing. <laughs> they're saying hosting regionals comes with built-in advantages. Making the three visiting programs stay in your dorms, that's one of those advantages. You're, you, you don't want to have this happen? Be a top seed, host your own regional. <laughs> I just love like the difference in yeah, – it, it, it's, very, it's very funny to see the difference in reactions here. But West Virginia, Indiana, and Ball State players are all going to stay in the U.K. dorms. I mean, Lexington's the biggest city of those three colleges, right? Yeah. I'm trying, where's Ball State? What city is Ball State in? Muncie, right? Muncie, Indiana. That's correct. Yeah, which I can't imagine Muncie being bigger than Lexington. I've never been there, so I know I've been to Bloomington. It's no big. It's not bigger than than Lexington. And I've been to. Well, actually, well, I guess I've been to Morgantown, but I don't remember. Morgantown's pretty. It's the biggest city in yeah, West Virginia. I know not that. that that's like really claiming a lot. It's like being the skinny kid at fat camp. Uh I mean, yeah, I guess it might. It might be on par with Lexington. I guess Morgantown. So Lexington is about is a town of about. Oh, it's not even close. Lexington's way bigger. Oh, is it? Okay. Lexington's population is over 321,000. Morgantown's is just under 30,000. Oh, okay. So Morgantown's actually smaller than Muncie. Oh, wow, really? Yeah. So Lexington is the big city amongst this group, and yet they still can't? Yeah, Bloomington's a I mean, I'll distant that, second at 80,000 people. I mean, no offense, I mean, like, this music festival, but, I mean, there's got to be at least, what, Two dozen hotels in Lexington, or in, within the radius that they're 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 describing. I would assume so. Yeah, there has to be. And there's I can't imagine that has a music. There's got to be. Is there something else going on? No. I mean, the, this isn't like the Bonnaroo of country music, right? I mean, it's pretty big. I mean, you've got like Tyler Childers is a Kentucky native, who's 
I think going to generate a lot of attention there. I don't know many of the people that are going. Like, I, like I'm not big into country music, but I assume it's a big festival. But I, I am surprised they didn't have. I guess it wasn't as much like hotels with zero vacancies as it was hotels couldn't accommodate you the need whole like, team. Yeah, you need like 50 people. Like, You're right. You yeah. look at the staff and, right. and managers and stuff. What about they get an Airbnb? <laughs> is that is that not like, you laugh? But like I I I don't I've I've, ta- I've been very clear I'm not an Airbnb supporter, but majority of that is because the fact that it's I'm usually on my own and if you're on your own Airbnbs are pretty much pointless you just go to a hotel. Plus I like the privacy more of a hotel. Second, but if you're like I've agreed that an Airbnb is relevant if you're like a group of people. This is like in their wheelhouse, right? Like why don't you just run, if I'm West Virginia or my ball state or Indiana, I just rent a house. I mean, you need more than, than that. Again, like you, we're talking like 40, 50 people. Okay, get get two houses. Get get some cots. <laughs> put, mean, the, put the student manager on the couch. I mean. <laughs> also going to the Railbird uh, Festival is Shell Crow. Weezer's playing. Well, this Zach, isn't a country music festival, then, no. Yeah, Zach Bryan, who's apparently a big deal. Zach, is that Zach Brown's cousin? <laughs> Or Luke Bryan's cousin, I guess. <laughs> that's, really, that's what happens when they have a baby. <laughs> Luke Bryan, who I once had his fans all over me for a innocuous joke. <laughs> What'd you say to piss off Luke Bryan's fans? It went so he sang the national I, anthem. At least I know who he is, by the way. He sang the national anthem at uh, I think it was the Major League Baseball All Star Game. It was okay. some. It was a big sporting event where like everybody was watching. Some reason I feel like this is not long ago, right? It was like ten years ago. Maybe okay. It does sound because for some reason that just sounds familiar. But go on. But I, so he like kept looking down at his hand and a lot. And he actually admitted afterward like he had written some of the notes like of, of the he didn't want to forget the words. He didn't want to like become a meme. Didn't want to become like a big which I don't have a problem with. But he like so he wrote like down some of like the the like the first words of like the line so he wouldn't lose track of where he was in the song. And I tweeted out. Fairly harmless joke, I thought. Got a decent amount of attention. I said, Luke Bryan sings the national anthem the way that I used to take geometry tests. That's funny, it, actually. I like yeah, that. it got some play on like some national websites and stuff. And these like Luke Bryan fans just came after me. Like these like 14-year-old girls who just – like I'd never been on the receiving end. Like I've had UK fans at my throat and like, like adult men at my throat. But like these like, like just fangirls were relentless. I mean, Thanks. we're talking weeks of just coming at me. Like it was awful. Could they even say anything bad about Taylor Swift? No, I wouldn't do that. But Luke Bryan, that was my my. We became arch rivals at that point. <laughs> He's right there with uh, Mark Summers. He's up there with Mark Summers. Uh, <laughs> TJ texted him by the way. He says that WVU decided to stay in Louisville. So you're right. Okay. I mean, it's not, if I'm even if I'm even like IU or yeah, I would if I'm IU or Ball State. Why not just stay? In Louisville or even here in Southern Indiana, I mean, it's... He also said there's also the state baseball tournament and UK football camp, plus the Railbird Festival. Lexington's going to be popping. He says they're nice dor- dorms for what they're worth. They're not uh, losing at the old Hagen Hall. Yeah, that's... If baseball you, tournaments, that's, that's the state tournaments, what's going to bring a pretty good crowd, too. If you really want to, to like, screw them, like, say, like, you know, we're hosting Bleep You, like, make them stay at, like, the old Blanding Towers. Like, I remember those those places when I would visit friends in Lexington. They were not nice. I can't remember ever going to... I, I, I went to, like, a, a get-together to... Door, I don't remember what door was, but this is, like, in 95. And I don't remember what dorm it was in Lexington. Make them stay there. I'm, I, and yeah, now... All the dorms now are, are super nice. Like, I remember uh, my best friend, when he was driving back to Michigan after being in town this weekend, he stopped at Dayton, visited our old stopping grounds, and saw, like... Yeah, we stayed... 
if anybody listened, went to Dayton. We I lived in Stewart Hall freshman year, which had no AC, like no accommodations. The room for two people was smaller than this little studio room that I'm in right now. Uh, it was just awful. Like you know, to quote John Mulaney, we lived like GD Ninja Turtles for the entire year, and then we stayed like the sophomore year. The best place to stay was Campus South, which was kind of like a pseudo apartment complex. And now you look at it, and it, it's it's crap compared to all these new dorms and these new apartment complexes that the schools build. So, yeah, if you really want an advantage, put them in the, the oldest, crappiest dorms on UK's campus. Don't put them in these, these nice places. But Hagen Hall, I stayed there a few times. It was, yeah, the Kentucky dorms were slightly nicer than the worst ones at Dayton, but they were nothing to write home about back in the day. I'm sure they've gotten better, though. I was at Western. I never went to actual dorms, per se, but they had, like, these it's giant buildings. It was, like, like many apartments. And you had like a share, you shared like a living room and a kitchen and then you had like three bedrooms and each bedroom like, you know, had its own like locking and, and key to get in through. And each one had like came with a, a bed, a desk and a, I don't know, like a full bathroom. Jeez. And that was like, and it was that, that I remember I hung out at several of those different places that I knew people that lived over, that partied over there. I just remember like when really we, nice stuff. I remember thinking like, this is like, this is like a, this is a pretty cool little setup. When we first, like, when we got accepted to Dayton, we started doing the orientation process. You know, they let you know you need to bring it a gigantic fan because your dorm room does not have air conditioning. <laughs> and, and they're basically it's like, sell, the they're way. like, it's only bad for the first few weeks of the the first semester and the last few weeks of the second semester, which is true. Dayton, it gets, you, know, you cross the, the Ohio Ocean, it gets insanely cold up there in the winters. And the first few weeks of, of August and then the first few weeks of September were really bad. And then, like, the, you know, we, we were pretty much out, I think, the first week of May. We always were out in time to be home for Derby. So you had a couple weeks in April and then the first week of, of May where it was pretty rough. Besides that, it was – you never really needed the gigantic fan. But still, like, for those weeks, it sucked. Like, my first few weeks of college, I was like, can I do this? I was like, I was like, I don't know if I, I, don't know if I made a huge mistake here. This is miserable. But uh, props to all the kids still living. I mean, I don't even know if they have unair-conditioned dorms anywhere anymore. It's pro- I'm, we're probably talking a foreign language now. <laughs> uh, let's take a break I keep promising this Bartorvik uh, story but you guys keep distracting us on the text line which we love keep doing that uh, at 502-414-1450 I will get to these season projections at some point which I'm sure will spark the same Louisville men's basketball conversation that we've already had a million times and we'll continue to have a million times until we get to November you love it you're here for it we'll talk about it next here on the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X Stop the loop. See, as the rich is getting richer, the poor is getting poorer. See me and Maria on the corner, thinking of ways to make it better. In my mailbox, there's an addiction letter. Somebody just said, see you later. And 96.1 The Big X. Uh, a couple notes to get to you real quickly here before we, uh, we go back to the text line. We'll do. We'll save the Bartorvik thing for the top of the hour. Uh, we'll take some more text. More nonsense here to wrap up the last eh, 
17, 18 minutes here of the show, but I, I'd mentioned what I'd heard about the, the Dan McDonald situation on the show, I think on Friday. And props to Matt McGavick uh, of Louisville Report. We love him, friend of the program. He uh, actually reached out to Josh Hurd directly and kind of confirmed what, what has been going around there by saying uh, Josh Hurd has touched base with Dan McDonald on a number of topics uh, and said that he's indeed committed, committed to helping improve and advance the baseball program and its facilities. Here's the exact quote that, uh, that that Josh Hurd texted to Matt. He said, Dan and I have touched base on a number of topics this week. He's an incredible coach who's built an incredible program. We're going to work hard, and we're committed to making sure he has what he needs to compete for championships. This was, you know, I'd heard that he basically caught wind, like all of us, had heard Dan McDonald's comments after the last game against Florida State, reached out directly, and said essentially, you know, the things that you were promised three years ago we're going to deliver. You're going to have them by next January. Let's make sure that we're all on the same page here, which is especially important when you've got multiple SEC jobs open. You've got Alabama open, famously because their coach was in, involved in some sort of gambling scandal. You've got Georgia open now. Like This is a – Dan McDonald has SEC roots, is from that area of the country. They have the most money. They have the most success right now in all of college baseball. You can understand why they would target a guy like McDonald. You want to keep him around. And so it sounds like Josh Hurd and company are are doing their best to make sure that that's going to happen for a long, long time. So good. that's good news. Second uh, little quick tidbit to get to. L. Ellis uh, announced officially. This is not unexpected, but he announced officially. he is uh, He's taking his name out of the M- NBA draft. He's going to go play his last season at Arkansas. There have been some murmurings. That required a statement? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it was, you have to, you have to remo- remove your name officially if you're okay. going to announce you're coming back to college. He did that. There have been some murmurings over the weekend. Some of these college basketball you know, rumor accounts had tweeted out some stuff along the lines of hearing that a couple of people on the must bus may be getting off. You know, He's assembled a roster that has like eight very capable guards. It's sort of the reverse of us last year. Well, except you know, we didn't have capable players. But <laughs> they had eight well-established college guards all competing for playing time. There's been some rumors that some of those guys may jump ship and go to a different program. There was a big rumor amongst the Arkansas fan base that one of those players was going to be Ellis. But he uh, he tweeted over the weekend, you know, I'm officially here, Razorback Nation. Let's do it. So it sounds like he's locked to Arkansas for next season. So best of luck to L, unless, of course, we run into him, in which case... We hope you suck and we hope we win. But besides that, hope he has a great final season of college basketball. Well, I mean, we wouldn't see him unless it's a tournament, so I doubt that'll happen. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, if I'm L, I would stay. I mean, this is a good situation. He has a chance to actually have, have fun. I mean, actually enjoy. No, you know, real, no, there's this disrespect intended. He actually gets to enjoy college ba- a, a year of college being a college basketball player for once. Yeah, I mean, you would assume that he's going to be in the NCAA tournament mix. Yeah. I mean, he's... This will be his third and final season as a D1 basketball player. He's played the last two at a high-level, prestigious program. But Arkansas, look, the last couple of years, and this is a – I don't mean this to be a knock on us as fans or a knock on the program or whatever. It's just a, a simple fact. The atmospheres at Bud Walton Arena have been better than the atmospheres at the KFC Young Center oh, yeah. the last couple of years. There's a debate there, is there? I mean, Arkansas is a, a – very good basketball fan base. They're good when the program is down. They're good when the program's up. You know, even when they've had bad teams in the last 20 years or so, they've had good home records because their crowds are, are very intense. Like He's going to get to experience, and I don't know how the crowds this year are going to be at the KFCM Center, obviously winning 
early on will play a large part in making the crowds better. But he's going to get to experience at Bud Walton this season a better home environment than what he experienced at Louisville the last couple of years. And he's, I think there's there's not really any doubt, at least going into the year, he's got a much better shot of not just making the NCAA tournament, experiencing March Madness for the first time, but playing his way deep into the NCAA tournament. They've been the, the second weekend, I think, four years in a row now under under Moss, at least three years in a row. And he's going to experience this one year probably everything he would, thought he was going to get at Louisville in the last two years. Yeah, I, and I hope he, you know. Plus, he, I mean, if he plays decently well, he'll get, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll slap his butt where here he was nothing but like kind of had the target on his back of a blame for some, in some ways. Yeah, he won't be the, he won't get blamed. If he plays poorly next year, they have enough other options to where like, it's not going to be no. Arkansas this, goes as L. Ellis goes, which was very much like clutch in multiple clutch right, moments or something. Which is very much the case now. It uh, was very much the case that he was in last year here at Louisville. Mm-hmm. There is some rumor. There are some rumors out there that Devo Davis, who was one of Arkansas's best players last year, could be going to Indiana. Um, I know Hoosier fans are very excited about that. We'll see if there's any truth to that. But again, best of luck to L. Hope you have success. Just hope your success is. Slightly less than, than ours, which is what we say about everybody. Uh, 502-414-1450, the Thornton text line. We'll take a few texts here the last 10 minutes or so of this hour, and then we'll uh, we'll flip the conversation to Louisville men's basketball to start the 5 o'clock hour. Texture Aww. says the KHSAA hates Louisville so much that they hold all of their state events in Lexington, even when there aren't enough hotel rooms. Why do they? I mean, is what is, what is the scheduling reason for going there more often than not? I don't know. I know it was always there. Is there a baseball stadium? I know it's kind of new. Is it is it better than Jim Patterson? Well, they play at the minor league stadium. Okay, is it then well and we The answer is yes. I mean it, it it's not as good as Slugger Field. No, but which, it's a minor league baseball stadium. Which is being occupied currently, though, for the bats this week. So Yeah. When we played like when we went to state my junior year, we played it was Applebee's Park then. I I think it's a different name now, but I'm not sure what it was. But I know for a while there it did like right before then, it was at UK Stadium. It was because I, I, when Ballard was so good with the Sowers brothers, and they went, they got beaten in the state championship game a couple years before us. That game I remember was at UK Stadium. Jeremy was an Indian, I think, later on, and played for the Correct. Indians, right? Um, but, but they very quickly went to Applebee's, and then it stayed there for a long time. I think Western splits with, with football now. I think that's the way it Western goes. Western is Dennis Field, right? You talking about the football field? No, baseball. I don't know. I'm talking about football. Oh, now. oh, my bad. Okay. I know Western has hosted state championships in football a couple of times in recent years, but they, you know, they, they made the move to Lexington for football as well. Which when yeah, I was growing yeah. up, it was always at, at Cardinal Stadium, Old Cardinal mm-hmm. Stadium, which felt right. And then, of course, it, you know, the basketball is always at Rupp, which is yeah. I mean, the Rupp, I get that's fine. I do too. That's, I mean, I'm that, fine with that. It's got a tradition. It's been you know that you know, I guess you can have another drink, yada yada yada. But like. <clears throat> I mean, I'm only just assuming that the baseball isn't what it wasn't considered for like at uh, at Slugger or or Louisville because you know for the most part for the last ten years Louisville's been using Patterson this time of year where UK normally doesn't use theirs you know yeah. because we're good and they suck but and the bats I guess I don't know maybe the uh, just the legends which is a single A is their schedule just different than I don't know that just I, that one I guess that just has to be a scheduling thing I guess I assume. I don't know. I just remember, so when we lost to, I, I'm, I'm sure I've, I've said this before, when we lost to Cuffcath in the 0-2 state championship game, you know, we had, there were two outs, and they thought it was the third out of the stadium. So th- there'd been a play where, like, th- our, our pinch hitter, shout out to David Crow, he had, fly, he had flown out, but the time had been called before the pitch had been made. So 
they thought the, the team thought it was the second out. We knew it was the first out. The, the, the plate appearance was still going because David was still hitting. But the very next pitch, he almost did the exact same thing and flew out again. And so they start celebrating. The fireworks start going off. The lights go off. And it, you know, at big stadiums, when you turn the lights back on, it takes like twenty minutes to get everything back fired up. Back then, now they do it like now everyone does the lights off, lights on type thing. I think. Well, the okay. flick, but that's different than like shutting down the entire system. Oh, okay, okay. And so, like, like the the umpires come out and try to restore order. And <clears throat> I remember Wagner's gym. The lights went out. You were screwed. <laughs> yeah. The, and so they come out and restore, it, and they're like, "It's going to take twenty two minutes to get the lights back on." So we're sitting there. It's a five three game in the bottom of the seventh. <laughs> My like my one of my best friends, Jim, is sitting on deck. Like he just sits there the entire time by himself. Nobody talks to him. I'm like, this is horrible. But I do remember like our fans and, and like some of the, the coaches, like the little people, were like, "This is why it needs to be at Slugger Field." Like yelling <laughs> the entire time, like getting into it, and like why is Lexington can't do anything right and all this stuff. And it was just a, it was a debate then. But I did always think that it was weird. I mean, it's got to be. I mean, the, the bottom line is this: it, it's it's they don't want it here because everyone outside of Louisville, all the other counties hate us because we're better than they are. I like that. I mean, is that not? I mean, it's it's. Not, I mean, I'm not lying, right? If I'm lying, I'm dying. I mean, it's. I mean, it's the same thing. The same thing you hear about Mr. Basketball, and Mr. Football every year, most often. Well, that's not. true for sure. Yeah, I mean, you. I mean, it's the everyone outside of Louisville doesn't like Louisville because we're the big city, and you know, we, I, I, we do. They, we, they think that we think we're better than they are because well, we kind of are. When I would travel around the state for baseball and basketball tournaments growing up, like. It was, it was always a very mixed bag. Like you, there were some county teams you would play where you would get that vibe, where it was very much like they just they don't like us because yeah. we're from the big city. And there were others that were like super super nice and accommodating. So I don't want to paint anybody with a broad brush here. Like I remember we played a, a state tournament in Larue County, and they were so nice and so awesome. And I'll never forget their catcher was this. Huge dude, like big, like like had cornrows, like scariest looking. I had tattoos. We're like fifteen at this point, and they had. I think they for some reason they had a, a couple players get hurt in the game, and so they were down to like just nine players. And their third baseman gets hurt, and I, I'm I'm hitting while this happens, and the catcher takes his helmet off, and he's like looking at me, and I'm like, oh my god, this man child is going to talk to me. <laughs> like, what is he going to say? And he just goes. Boy, I sure hope we don't have to forfeit. It was like the nicest guy alive. I just like talk. I was like, I'm, I don't know why I'm picturing Lenny from a Bison Man. Somewhere. No, he was like was, the big. Day he was huge, and it was very. I think he had like a barbed wire tattoo. It was very intimidating. But they were like the nicest people. But then there were other times where we went out in the state and were not treated very well. Well, I don't, and I don't think it's the kids that probably feel this way. It's probably more oh, it's the, the parents. Yeah, sure. it's it's. They're like, we don't want to go to Louisville. It's expensive. It's just, it's dirty. I didn't. Didn't was was the UK one time that what was the, the talk about Papa John Stadium? It's like gang related. Oh, there was all that talk a couple years ago. Yeah. It was like all the, 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 the they're going to get jumped and the and unrest like, in downtown Louisville. Like, would you even go to that game? Remember when we, that was when yeah. I created the, the gang, the Beefo Brady's boys. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're not safe down there. Like, and we we laugh, but there's, there's probably people living like. Far Eastern, oh, Western, they, they believe that. And there are people that in, in, they look at us like we're New York City, and you. There are people in mugged. the city, Trevor, that believe that. Who are like, you can't <laughs> go anywhere, you can't go to Slugger Field. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. There are certain parts of town I know not to go to, but I mean, still, right, not, but there's there are few and far between. Ellen Stadium is is not, <laughs> not a hotbed for gang no. gang activity. No, You're gonna be okay. 
Texas says, with uh, with TK versus a 10-year-old, can you at least recreate the viral video of the one kid confused on how to guard Taco Fall in high school? Do you remember that video? No, I mean, I know Taco Fall, but... <laughs> There's a video of this this kid who's like, he's very overweight. And he's like, he's like pushing and like, t- he's like trying to like push him and guard him. And like, he like looks, he's there's no way to explain it. It's a TikTok. It's out there, but he's like, he's, he's like looking at the bench. Like, what do you want me to do here? And he's like, just shaking his head. It's a hilarious video from back in the day. I, um, he weighs 420 pounds. <laughs> I'm, I, I know. I'm just kind of watching it as, as you're talking. I, I mean, I, I've been in that position. I remember there was a kid I went to high school with. Uh, his name was Kevin. He was six foot nine and, uh, hated basketball. It was horrible at basketball. He wanted to play. He wanted to be a goalie and then soccer. But I mean, I would just, I would, I took it to him in the, in, in the gym back in the days of Wagner, even though I was giving up like six inches, seven inches. Texas. This kid is, I mean, I'm as big as this kid. He's big. This kid's big. This is hilarious. Though. Texas, I like it so cold at night upstairs in our house that my son has been forced to put his electric blanket back on his bed in his bedroom downstairs in the basement, and I feel 0% guilty. Oh, when my kids get a certain age, I like when I know that it's not going to make them sick because they're one years old and I'm, I'm, freezing out the house, they will be frozen out. I'll be like, we'll buy you more blankets. You always liked frozen, Virginia. Dave's not going to back down. Yeah, let it, let it, let, let it go. I've, have you ever been an electric blanket guy? No, I've never used one. I've never tried. I had one, I, I had tried one once. I did not like it. I don't know. Part of me got paranoid that it was going to like, like it was going to start a fire while I'm sleeping. It was going to, I was going to die. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I've never tried. Didn't mean to like go that dirt, that dark yeah. on everybody, but I, I don't know why. I just it just it feels weird. I don't. I'm not a fan of it either. Texas says, did you guys see the video of the kid who jumped into the ocean from the cruise ship on a dare? Now he's missing, and you can definitely see a shark in the water on the video. <laughs> Scary. No, but why are you jumping? <laughs> first of all, on a dare. Uh, first of all, if there's a video of it. What are these people doing to help? <laughs> That's. <laughs> Would you jump in the middle of the ocean? That's it. Was it not docked? I don't. I don't know. Oh, I, I'm seeing the video now. There definitely is like a shark in the water there. Plus, if you're you're talking about jumping off like a bridge, if you're jumping off the top of a deck of a cruise ship. That's got to be hundred something feet, right? Yeah, I don't know. This is a this is a horrible, horrible idea. Just where was it at? I don't know. I'm just seeing. I'm just seeing the video now. Don't. Hey, advice to the Mike Rutherford Show. Official advice here. Don't jump off bleeping cruise ships. He was a baseball star, apparently. Well, he should not have been jumping off a cruise ship. I love how the article does put it in past tense. It's the Bahamas. Was well, he's been gone for six days? I think at that point, it's yeah, it's a it's not no longer that's a rescue. Just, mission. That's kind of sad. I don't know if we can it's, make fun of that. It's no, it's terrible. But yeah, I'll, that's I'll, just. I mean, by the way, do you do you charge the person who like was like videotaping? I mean, is there a criminal and like dared him to do it? Do you, do you go down a criminal charge? I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, if you're the parents of the kid, I can imagine grief would lead him to a civil suit in some way. Maybe, but I don't, yeah. You're going to have a hard time winning that one. Uh, you, the, the cruise company, with their reputation through COVID, they're going to settle on, on that. Texas says, we were always told the jumper hit the bridge at Plantation and died. I remember there was, all, yeah, there was <laughs> always a story. I told you, there's, that's why I, I, I'm, I'm curious whether there is actual truth to like those stories or whether it's just. Well, it was shut down forever. Like that, That's well, not yeah, debatable. That's not, no, it's not. I assume that there had to have been something that spurned that decision. Uh, yeah, I mean, the thing was, I remember my mom telling me like the worst part about it was if you go up there, there was like, if you chose to start going up the, the like the ladder to jump, yeah, you couldn't stop. There, you you had one option: you're jumping. 
because there was always like a lot. I mean, people just like standing on, you know, all the way up the ladder waiting to, to get off on, to, to do it as well. I mean, I remember like the secondary, I, like there was always a lawn for that. Like I mean, that's like half as big. That's that. Well, you mean the 10 foot? No, not the 10 foot, like the one that was below the 32. The 32, yeah. yeah. I mean, that was, was way up there too. It was 310, 32, and 64. Because, I mean, it's Olympic style. I mean, that's, I think the Olympic height is 64. Texas videos we all want to see in order. Number one, TK attempting to get into a kayak. Number two, TK trying to get on a horse. Three, TK trying to parasail. And four, TK trying to pole vault. <laughs> I'm glad pole vault. <laughs> we need to get you kayaking. I would. <laughs> not, not just the, 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 the great place to get your deals on hotels. No. Okay. Uh, I'm not doing kayaking. I was, a buddy of mine was telling me he, was, he was, took his stepsons and his kids to like a go-kart country. And uh, I was like, that would be fun. It's like, I didn't again. I was like, I don't think I've been able to fit in a go kart since like the mid 90s. He's like, no, they're, they're pretty big. And he was like, Car crushing was awesome. He was like, he's like, you drove a Prius, you can get in a go kart. I'm like, okay, maybe. Do <laughs> you think I could fit in a go kart? No. Oh, glad you see. Paused Sorry. on it. Sorry. <laughs> no, don't, says, don't don't dwell in it for a minute. Well, I mean, what do you want me to say, Trev? Yeah, you you put me in a bad spot there. I want you to lie to me? Yes, you could. <laughs> Thank you. Texas is a former cruise ship employee for about two years. I can tell you that jumping off the side of a ship is the dumbest thing you can do. You will not survive ninety nine percent of the time. Yeah, what? Do you, I mean, just don't do it. That's the official Rutherford Show stance. We're not going to change on that. I mean, how hammered do you have to be to do that? But yeah, it's got to be just just really really bad. just plastered. Texas says, as sad as it is to say, I think that is the exact reason. Ooh, wait a minute, what's that in reference to? I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> that's sad to say that's the exact wow, that's that could like be like could be anything. That could go to almost anything we've talked about today. Texas, I'd like to see Dan say something publicly if Josh personally told him he's committed to baseball after Dan kind of called U of L out after a loss. I don't know if we have like a Dan McDonald show. I don't know if yeah, I mean, I don't know if he's been reached out to maybe we can have him on this show. Um but he's we have not heard anything from him since that Florida State loss. Although Dan does usually does a pretty good job about communicating with the media. He holds press conferences to talk about things. They had two pitchers enter the transfer portal today. I think they're gonna start making some moves now that you've got more teams that have had their seasons come to an end. I assume we're going to hear from Dan at some point within the next two, three weeks. And I, I think that he'll probably again, unless yeah, maybe he is entertaining offers. Maybe he is like of the belief that you know you always at least take a you take a call, you take an interview when you've got him. You, I know John Calipari has always used that as his excuse for why he gets tied to so many jobs. Like, oh, I never turn anybody down. I always listen to what they have to say. Maybe he's of that mindset. Who knows? But I, I think at the end of the day, you're going to have Dan McDonald staying here in Louisville. You're going to have Josh Hurd keeping him happy, and Louisville baseball will be back to being Louisville baseball sooner rather than later. I feel confident about that. We've missed Hopefully, the playoffs, sure. what, three of the last four years? Two of the last three. Two of the last three, okay. There wasn't a tournament in, in twenty. Oh, that's right, you're right, you're right. And that team, I hate, I, I know everybody I know, does this, but I that know. team, I mean, look, and when you look at what Bobby Miller's doing now, when you look at what Reed Detmers is doing now, and that team was, that that the best contingent of pitchers we're ever going to have here. Like, I need more reason to, to get mad about the paranoia, I mean, pandemic. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. Just saying. Well, I mean, Personal experience over here, not not a good one for me. Now your post though, you, said that's a, you might as well have had it. You were going to suffer. You're going to get it regardless. Apparently, no, I did get it. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton Stacks line. Uh, well, Texas, why are we talking about people jumping to their death? This is getting depressing, guys. Text line brought it up. Don't blame us. Blame the text. Yeah, I had no idea it even happened. I didn't think anybody was dumb enough to do it. 
Texas, did Trevor live, I don't know, I don't think I can say that, in the Brick D when he went to Western? Oh, I don't know what it was called. No, I lived in apartments uh, over up uh, uh, southern, uh, right by the mall. I forget what the uh, South South Driver. I forget what the name is. Um, Scottsville Road. I lived on Scottsville off Scottsville Road. But I had friends that the, the the what I described was like a whole, like you know apartment dorms. I had a couple of people I hung out with. They lived in those. That's I don't remember what they were called though. Texas does Trevor's mom pay for all of his DoorDash? <laughs> I wish. Mom pays the water bill. Texas, for all the state attorneys not being in Louisville because the state hates us. I'm just what I said. I, there, I, there is a reason to that. Oh, that's the, that's the person clarifying. Oh, yeah. As sad as it is to say, I think that's the exact reason why termits don't come here. He was saying that about. About what I said about yeah, the, yeah, that, people. Did, I, I guarantee there's. They'll, I'm sure everyone will deny it to the nail, but that is that has to be a huge. They can claim scheduling or whatever. But it just that has to be like a huge reason why. There's just Lexington also has the KHSAA state championships for track, baseball, and softball this weekend, which is another reason why the hotels are so booked up. Yeah, I'm sure those really bring in like large crowds. But I mean, families of players. That's true. You're That's right. a lot. I mean, in softball, yeah. you stay down there because you play multiple games a day. You're right. Yeah. So I mean, it's, it's a lot of people. It's just that's the. That's a lot. Of, how many perfect storm? How many sports do we have going on through state championships right now? That, that was four. Like, I don't remember. I didn't remember there being that many sports ending all at the same time before spring sports. All about the lacrosse ended last weekend, but that's you know they've got like eight teams, so that's a smaller sport. Yeah. Texas, who's the third pitcher on that 2020 team? He was pretty damn good too. It was uh, Luke Smith, who had famously cussed out the Vandy team the year before. And was a very oh yeah was that I forgot yeah, his name yeah very good Sunday starter and uh, you know he ended up he came back for the the year after COVID twenty twenty one and did not have a great season uh, but he was at that time was fantastic he's off to a great you're season. just describing the pitching staff you haven't even started talking about the hitters I know, we had. the staff was so good it was just, like that was the year it felt like that was the year and, and you know we'll never know but, but again like you might say the same thing about this year's team which if the if the season had been called after a month and a half because we were eighteen and two. You may have been like, yeah, this was the year. So you just you never know. Because sure. we played some that year, right? Yeah, yeah that's we were, what I'm saying. We, I'm were, up, we were 13 and 4. We were very good. And the, the staff was lights out. Anyways, uh, we'll take a break. When we come back, 5 o'clock hour, I promise we're going to do the Bartovic story. We'll get everybody worked into a frenzy. Basketball projections, it's that time of the year already. Woo-hoo. We'll talk about it next here on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X. <laughs> Fifteen ninety six one the big X. Hope everyone's Memorial Day weekend was terrific. 
maybe relaxing. Maybe you cooked out. Maybe you had a good time. Maybe you hit the pool up. I feel like everybody did. It was just warm enough, I think, yesterday for the water not to be frigid. So props to all the pools out there. <laughs> Opening just, up. All the, all the George Costanzas out there. <laughs> yeah, that too. Uh, welcoming the kiddos back to kick off summer. And I feel like this is the, also the first day where all of my friends are like, oh, my God, it's just setting in. We don't have school anymore. The kids are in the house. Uh, some of the, I mean, some of my friends work from home. Some of them were like, good luck uh, to their wife as they walked out the door. And, <laughs> and a frenzy of activity was happening behind them. So Godspeed to everybody out there dealing with that now uh, as we hit the summer months officially. Are you big? And I mean, with the kids, I guess you don't have much of a choice. But like even like pre-kids, were you a big go, like, swim, go swim pool guy? No. No. no, it's the biggest difference between my wife and I. Like, she grew up, she went to the pool like every day. It's like what they do in the summer. Like, I just, I'd go occasionally, but I just was never a big. Now you grew up that way though, because you and I both have talked about our plantation history. I went to the plant. I went to plantation back in the day a lot, and then when yeah. we moved to, I grew up in Brownsboro Farm out there off Twenty Two. Like, we had our own pool in the neighborhood, so we would go to that pool. I'd go to some friends' but like, I was never a big pool kid. And when we got older, I feel like I didn't have like we I had I had a friend with a pool. We go over there all the time and swim, which was nice. But like I just no, I wasn't I wasn't nearly as big as some kids were in summer. This might shock you. I'm the opposite. I I love being at the pool. Really? Like I love to go. I, I like it's probably the only like like I guess what you would call exercise I actually enjoy doing, and that's swimming. Like I like I would go even when I like, like when I lived in like in my apartment like when. I didn't go to when I lived in Rolling Hills when I came back from Bowling Green. I didn't go to that pool as much, but uh, I mean, I grew up going to like you know when I lived in if I didn't go to plantation, I'd go to the pool over at West Crack, and then we didn't go there. We'd go to you know other apartments. I used to sneak into the Mallard Crossing all the time in high school, go swimming in their pool, whether it be hours or not. Like if there's one like expensive thing I would love to do at my house, it'd be putting in a swimming pool. I would love to have some. Now, granted, the only problem is I don't want to have to actually maintain it. Maintaining is a, is a that's B, according the, to people yeah. I know who have them. It's it's and, tough. And you're talking about to put like an in-ground pool. That's like ten fifteen thousand dollars. I mean, it's, it's not cheap. A lot. Like yeah. my uncle has. My, they have an above-ground pool, which is decent. But I don't like. I want like an. I want an in-ground. Like that'd be awesome. I'd love that. I would too. But yeah, it's the the maintenance. Like, the maintenance stuff is, out, yeah. is tough, and it's it is a complete money suck. But if you have the if the means to afford it, then yeah, I'd love it. I mean, we had, like I said, later in high school, we always just went over to my buddy's house. We had a, a, a nice pool. Like, we just would go over there. We'd play a little pool basketball, you know, have the girls over, like, do that whole thing. Like, that was. Looking like you're in fast times. Yeah, that was the best way to do it. But, yeah, you know, you've got to find, you know, if you can't do it yourself, make some rich friends. Let them <laughs> use their pool. That's the, that's the best way to, to pool. <laughs> Think of a, I was a random hobbit your brother the other day. It was the one where. The dude dumps Robin because he's like, but he's going back to the ex-girlfriend. Her parents just put in a pool. <laughs> yeah, people are already. I I knew this was going to generate some conversation. What, what your, your comment about just saying in-ground pools are like ten to fifteen thousand. They're more than that. No, to put like no, they're not. An in-ground pool, like a decent in-ground pool. Like I mean, it's going to run you more than ten to fifteen. I don't know. I, mean, I, I, I when I googled it one time, that came up like ten, like ten to it was like ten to fifteen thousand. I know. So my sister in law and her husband, like their like their big desire for getting their first house. They were moving out of apartment. They they're welcome, about to welcome their first kid to the world uh, coming up in September. Congrats, uh, Kaylee and Todd. But they were like they they always just wanted a pool at their house, and you know, they were way. trying to find a house with a pool already. And then they were you know when that wasn't working, they were going to build their own, and they were looking into it. It is. 
insanely expensive. I mean, it says right here. I mean, it's. I'm. I just did a Google search. I see as high as twenty five thousand, as low as eight thousand. I, mean, I think that you're. I mean, what they were talking about as far as like putting it, it was more like thirty five forty. I mean, that's yeah. I mean, I, I guess it also depends. I guess maybe like some the, the size. Obviously, a vinyl liner. Apparently, vinyl liners cost more expensive. I mean, I'm, there's, I'm, there's different ways. I wish I knew somebody that was like handy enough to like just lay this. Do like a lot of cement work, which would cost probably the most. But Texture says in-ground pools are more like a hundred thousand dollars. Texture says the worst, smallest in-ground pool is like thirty thousand. No, Texas I mean, brother-in-law just had an in-ground pool last put in last year. It's about fifty k. That's more of what I've heard. Yeah. Texas says, Trevor, we have a pool and a pond. Pond would be good for you. <laughs> Caddyshack. Okay, I, I got the reference. <laughs> just making sure. Thank you. It's a mix of uh, sativa and Kentucky uh, bluegrass. Yeah, they were. They, you can you can play nine holes on it and uh, get uh, but Jesus, that's the rest of the way. Palm palm will be good for you. Uh, let's talk about this. We've been teasing the story all day. Let's go ahead and get to it. Um, Bart Torvik is one of these. He's kind of like Ken Palm. Has his own algorithm which projects college basketball win totals. He has his own system that ranks teams throughout the year, and he's been the first. I know a lot of the college basketball rosters aren't finalized, but some like Louisville's are. So he's gone ahead and plugged in the players that we know are on teams for next year's win totals, and his, his computer has pulled out, popped out some numbers. So Louisville last year, according to Bartorvik, was the this – is, this is where we like want to stop talking about last year because it's just the numbers are <laughs> – I don't know why we keep talking about last year. but okay. Well, just for the, the sake of comparison, Louisville last year in Bartorvik's final rankings was uh, 263rd in the country. Uh, 262? Out of 363. Close enough. So they were better than 100 teams last year. This year, he projects that Louisville will be the 132nd team in college basketball. He has them finishing 13th in the ACC out of 15 teams ahead of uh, Syracuse and Notre Dame. He has their record overall being 12-19 and and 7-13 and in conference play. He projects that Trey White will lead the team in scoring at 14.4 points per game. Mike James will score 13.3, and Sky Clark will score 10.3. Now, obviously, the problem with a system like this, it's all going off of the data that we have. And so if Trenton Flowers is going to come in and be like an 18-point-per-game kid, I don't think that'll happen, but it's certainly possible. There's no way for his system to to account for that. Or Dennis Evans having a lot of impact on the defensive end. His system can't account for that, but... Rick Bozich wrote about this. He wrote about all the win projections that Torvik had for the local teams for next season. And part of it, his quick little write-up was, would these be suitable for the, the, the respective fan bases? You know, would, you know, in this projection, Louisville is in, it's tripling its win total from last year, going from four to 12. You know, would, would that do it? For Kenny Payne, for a third season, would 16-16 and 16 do it for a third season? Do the Cards have to get to 20 wins and, and be in consideration for an NCAA tournament bid? And all of this led to, as you might guess, a lot of people responding to him on Twitter and giving their own opinions. Now, let's let's get out from on the jump. On Twitter, really? Yeah. <laughs> let's get out in front of this from the jump. Okay. I think you and I are both of the belief. If Louisville went 12-19 and 19 overall next season, 7-13 and 13 in the conference, you and I say... Can't do a year three for Kenny Payne. Cannot happen. I mean, I hate to just make it black and white and say yes or no, but I mean, because there, there could be circumstances around it, but for the most part, yes, I'd say that's not enough. By the way, I don't think we're going to finish ahead of Notre Dame, personally. 
Well, we'll see. I mean, I Shrewsbury's like, trying I, I to – I like that coach. He, I like the coach a lot, too. They didn't get as much as I think they thought they were going to. I mean, he didn't have much at Penn State. He still won 14 games his first year. Yeah. I mean, 14 <laughs> – 10 more than we got. <laughs> you can win 14 at Notre Dame and not be in the – still finish like in second or last. That's last true. Last in the conference. Or ahead of us still. <laughs> maybe. I mean, we'll see. They've been pretty bad recently. And You're right. Yeah. I think they'll, they'll get it going, but maybe not right out of the gate. But most people I, I saw – Responding to to Bozich, we're saying you need at least twenty wins, and a lot of people were saying you need to be in the NCAA tournament. But I, I, those don't go hand in hand anymore either, though. No, for sure. I saw a lot of people. I, I saw very few people though saying twelve and nineteen. That's good enough improvement for me. He's <laughs> building a program. I thought I was going to see more of that, but I think that you, you, whenever you saw that 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 take from somebody who was saying, you know, you're tripling wins, we're building, we got a young team, all that stuff. You had a lot of people jumping in and immediately saying, the game's changed. Like, you don't do slow builds in college basketball anymore. Look at all these quick turnaround projects because of the transfer portal. Like, you need to make the NCAA tournament in year two. I think that's it's two different arguments. I think that if the roster were just young kids, and it is a very young roster for sure, but if the roster didn't have a very high level of talent, Top three recruiting class now, a couple of high-profile transfers. I think it's a roster that you can look at and and say, from a talent perspective, a coach who's the you know one of the ten best in the country, which is the standard here at Louisville. We are a top ten all-time program. You should have a top ten all-time coach or a top ten coach in the sport. A top ten coach would take that team and at least be in the mix for the NCAA tournament. Is that fair to say? Top ten coach would have won. Ten times more games last year. For sure, but we're moving on from last year. I know. Okay. Um, Assuming that the players are half of what their ratings are, then yes. I think you need to be. that's still a stretch, I think, for some, but yeah. Sure. I mean, Sky Clark, we know that he has potential. Like, he, his numbers didn't set the world on fire, but you can watch his highlights and say, that's a kid who can play at this level. With the right tutelage, the right coaching, he has a very high ceiling. He can help you win basketball games in the ACC. The issue with him and all the other guys is the same thing we saw with, like, Brandon Huntley last year is that you just matter whether they're doing it game in and game out. Again, agreed, but I'm just just laying out the surface here. Trey White is a kid that was very, very good for a good team last year, USC, Mm -hmm. the team that made the NCAA tournament. He was an all-Pac-12 rookie team member. Clearly a lot of potential. I think you, you look at what you brought in, you look at the guys you brought back. Mike James was one of the few bright spots from last year. His improvement was noted. Brandon Huntley Hadfield showed flashes of his potential, like Sky Clark, like you said. You look at all that and say, if we've got a coach that can win a national title here, he'll take this team and he'll win somewhere around 20 games at the very least. He should in the ACC, yeah. Exactly. And I think that we, we're we now coming to kind of a consensus. You're seeing a few people push back. But I, I think that the consensus is people are cautiously optimistic about the roster that was assembled, but they're all kind of of the same belief. If we don't even sniff the NCAA tournament this year, we know that we don't have the guy. I mean, are are you able? Are you are you? Will you, would you give a pass for a twelve to 14, 15 win season if the circumstances are injury related or or or, or maybe you know it, it, issues early on, but come on very late with with some big wins, maybe possibly a, a beating of Duke or I don't know, you know, somebody you know you're supposed to beat. That pretty much is everybody in the ACC after last year, but. I mean, is there is is there a scenario that Mike Rutherford would accept something below a sixteen seventeen win season? No, 
Yeah. Even if Sky Clark gets hurt in the first no. game, he's out for the year. The scenario that you laid out, I'm okay with it if it's like 16, 17, 18 wins. Like if we are, if we are making the most out of an injury situation, mm-hmm. or if we are, you know, we start slow. But by God, by the end of conference play, we're one of the hottest teams in the ACC. Yeah. Maybe we win a couple games in the conference win, tournament. Win eight out of ten later yeah. in my last ten games. Nobody wants to face us, and that gets us to like eighteen and fourteen or something after a disastrous start. I can see that. If it's just to get us to like twelve and nineteen or thirteen and eighteen, no. Yeah. You are in charge of assembling the roster. That falls on you. You were in charge of it last year. That part of the the poor assembly of that roster has to fall on you as well. No, no, no. What I can't get out of my head, and I know that we can debate this if we want. I know it's a it's a sore subject because we are arch rivals, but you know, you can say we don't hold ourselves to as high of a standard as Kentucky. But look at what Kentucky did with their like once in a generation awful hire with Billy Gillespie. The man made the NCAA tournament and was SEC Coach of the Year his first season. And he brought in what? The, he brought in what was the other? Uh... No, he lost Lucas, but they brought him Patterson. Right, but he still was not up to, even that year, where he won Conference Coach of the Year and made the NCAA tournament, was not up to UK standards. No. And then a year later, they weren't terrible. They weren't good. They went to the NIT. And right away, UK didn't say, we got to let him cook. We got to let him build. We got to see what he can do. He had this success. He had that success. They fired him. And every mo- almost everybody was on the same page. And when you look back, it was clearly the right thing to do. And if we're talking about... You know, them firing a coach who had two winning seasons, one NCAA tournament season, one year where he was coach of the year, and it's still being very clearly the right move. I don't know how we can look at ourselves in the face and say that we're on the, the same stratosphere, in the same stratosphere as Kentucky as a program, if we're not going to fire a guy who is like 19 and 51 or whatever it would be after two years on the job. Now, but that's, does UK still fire Gillespie if you don't have the off the court issues, though? Yes. You still think he, I mean, because. I mean, we, we've talked, we've joked and said that, like, we're like learning still today today stuff that we. Right, but that's the thing. They, those weren't like, like reported facts. Those were all no, rumors. But they, they, most of it turned out to probably be true, but I mean. Probably, but we don't know. Like, they, yeah. it wasn't like John Clay was writing exposés for the Lexington Herald Leader saying. Oh, Clay's going to, he ain't going to hold back. <laughs> yeah, but, and that never happened. So, no. like, they had, if they were going to fire him for off the court stuff, they didn't have any cause because we didn't know about it. Now, maybe they found out something behind closed doors or whatever. When did the night golf drunken DUI, was that after he got fired? The, he he got a DUI on my birthday. I remember after he'd gotten fired. <laughs> yeah, it was okay because I remember this whole "I'm going night golfing" thing or something. Right. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't remember. But yeah. he, like, I couldn't remember if that was before. Or after if he'd been winning at a high level, none of that stuff would have mattered. No, you're the right. No, you're right. I've been overlooked. He wasn't winning at a high level. He the difference between him and what I guess you would say if you're trying to defend Kenny Payne getting a year three with worse results is he also was not recruiting at a level near the standard of UK and. Kenny Payne is very much recruiting at a level that we haven't seen in, in recent years, and you assume that's going to continue with the 2024 class. Now, if he's not, if, if if the season is going on and we're not winning and we're also swinging and missing on 2024 players, you know, we, we don't get, I know Carter Knox has us in his, his final eight. We've lost out on Carter Bryan already. But let's say the class is just not coming together. That probably changes things. But you assume after Kenny Payne did what he's done these last few months, that the recruiting is going to continue at a high level, which does make the situation slightly different than Gillespie. But Gillespie, again, was also winning way more than Kenny Payne he was, was, he in was, this scenario. And Gillespie was kind of like our like we were with Satterfield, though. Like, he, was, he wasn't being awful, but we all knew we wanted Jeff Brom instead, and Kentucky wanted Cal Perry instead. Yeah, or, he, or Donovan. Or, or Yeah, or Donovan. They still want Donovan. But who <laughs> does? 
But they, but it was mostly. I think a lot of it was more cow because I mean, we, when they hired Gillespie, it was all like, you know, why are we not getting cow? You know, Mitch, you screwed up again. Unbutton that top button and, and breathe a little bit. You, you, you know, whatever. Like and and kind of with Satterfield, you know, he's not doing horrible, but for the most time, we nobody wanted because we wanted Jeff. And of course, I'm glad we got it. I mean, does the fact that there isn't that Calipari slash Donovan guy behind Payne, does that not help maybe bring some people and pull 100% kumbaya to get rid of them? I think it's a good point. I, I think it's a really good point. You don't have that. If you want to get rid of a coach, especially like a, a moderately successful one, which yeah. I know we're not talking about no, right not. now with yeah, us. Exactly. But if he does, get, <laughs> let's say he gets to a point where he does win like 19 games yeah, this year. And, and, it's, we, and we stay there. We don't make the NCAA tournament, yeah. but it's kind of like, eh. You maybe you fire him if you know, like you know, like we had Jeff Brom lined up. Wherever, yeah, yeah or, whatever know. the basketball equivalent yeah. of Jeff Brom is. If you know you've got that person lined up, then maybe you pull the the, the trigger on him in, in that scenario. But there's not that guy out there. I don't know like, who there is, and that's the thing. I mean, I don't know if Tom Jurch moves on Denny Crum the way that he did back in the day. If he doesn't feel insanely confident that he's going to land Rick yeah. Pitino, who was a guy that look. There was no doubt about it. If you brought Rick Pitino here, he was going to win. He'd won mm-hmm. a national title. Like, there's not, I think, somebody out there. Even if we're talking about some of the better coaches that maybe wouldn't have left for this job a, a year and a half ago, but who maybe would a year from now with the NCAA stuff being gone, there's still not like like if we're talking Mick Cronin, if we're talking you know, Musselman, if we're talking Nate Oates, like those guys no. still aren't who Rick Pitino was back in 2000. No. Uh, like a, a bona fide. Or even what Cal was in 09, really. I think Cal, yeah, for sure. I mean, because, I mean, he, I know he was a slow roll in Memphis, but. Nobody was recruiting like him. Yeah, he just no, took I mean, Memphis to the GD national title game. Exactly. Should have well, won it all. Well, actually, they lost in the second round the year before he got to Kentucky. Right, but I'm saying, like, yeah, in you know, yeah. yeah, but yeah, Tyreek Evans and that team in, the, in 09. I mean, he was, still, he, was bringing, yeah, he was still bringing in, you know, top five star kids that, that were one and done's going number, you know, top 10 in the draft hand over fist. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I guess Alabama NATO is a little bit in that way, but yeah, I mean, yeah, there is nobody. I mean, that would, I mean, short as like saying Bill Self, but he's not leaving Kansas to come no. here. I mean, a- unless you go to, in- unless it's Josh Hurd behind closed doors talking to his buddy Jay Wright, who's become the new like Urban Meyer, right, for basketball. Everybody's like, <laughs> I heard Jay Wright wants the J- You go after Jay Wright, make Jay Wright say no. Jay unless Wright you've got affiliated with Urban Meyer, yeah. but yeah, I get what you're but saying. He, he's the same, you know, the, <laughs> yeah. the old John Gruden, yeah. the old, yeah, yeah. The, the old Bill Brad, Parcells, Brad one Stevens time, back yeah. in the day. Like, he's very much, he, he's the white whale that's out there for every major program that is thinking about making a coaching change. Unless you've got him or somebody like him lined up, it changes the conversation. Now, what I am seeing is amongst the fan base, and again, it's a small sample size, but what we hear on this show, what I see on the website, what I'm seeing on Twitter in response here is that for as divided as the fan base is, pretty much everybody is kind of of the belief that if we go 12 and 19, which this model is saying we will, gone. Like that. That's yeah, not good I enough. can't. I can't. I, I mean, I guess I'm trying to think. Because even if like you do, you're twelve and nineteen because of an injury situation, and and that would be leaning more towards like a Sky Clark getting hurt or something. He misses large chunk of games, if not maybe a you know a majority of games. I think the sympathy is going to be hard to come by because, like you just said earlier, this is your roster. You could have gotten. A I mean, yeah. Or... I mean, you didn't. I mean, you went in if you didn't think that the injury is a possibility, especially with a guy who's had injury issues. By the way, on top of it, then. I mean, not to be mean or, or too blunt, but, I mean, you're just stupid. I think the other thing is we see teams at this level 
have major injuries almost every year, and the yeah. best coaches still get those teams. They may not like. I'll use I'll bring his name up again. Like, I, I know Mick Cronin's kind of a hot button issue, but like he loses the defensive player of the year nationally. He loses his big man at the end of the season. Yeah. Like they dealt with injuries throughout that entire year, and I, I know they only made it to the Sweet Sixteen, but they it took a <laughs> incredible loss to Gonzaga uh, in the Sweet Sixteen and knocked them out. And you know, he had them in, in a position to still be national title good. At the end of the day, I mean, every team with a really good coach that has a major injury doesn't just wilt. And so if we – it'd be one thing if we went like 19 and, and whatever and missed the NCAA tournament and we could look back and say, eh, Sky Clark probably gives you three or four extra wins and maybe we make it. But if we're 12 and 19, I, I just don't think that that's, that's good enough. And, and I think that most people seem to be of that belief, which – my whole thing is Bobby Huggins will. I mean, uh, yeah, Bob. Yeah, he wilted when Kenya Martin went down. He did. <laughs> he did a little bit. He did. But <laughs> bad karma. Now. My whole thing is, I've been concerned that people would try to do this thing where it's like, well, we tripled our win total, and you don't get like you don't benefit because you were so bad yeah. in year one. If we had won eleven games last season, if we'd won eleven games last season, that still would have been a wildly unsuccessful year. And if you back that up with a 12-win season a year later, nobody would be saying that that's good enough to get a year three. And so you don't get the benefit of the doubt because you underachieved so dramatically in your first season here. Now you gave up your 12-win pass last year. I mean, 12-win seasons have been, before last year, the worst seasons of our lifetime. We won 12 games in 98 and in Denny's last year in, in 01, and that was like as bad as you could ever see Louisville basketball getting until last season when we only won four games. So going, you know, winning 12 games in year two, especially when you've brought in a top, I know that freshmen don't win games the way that they used to, but still, they account for a, a top three recruiting class. Look at the last couple of years with the, the, the top 10 classes. For the most part, those have been NCAA tournament teams and high-level NCAA tournament teams. If you can't at least sniff the NCAA tournament with the top three recruiting class and a couple of high like priority guys from the transfer portal – then this just this isn't going to work here. Mm-hmm. And along the same lines, I know we've talked, we've gotten a lot of love for the way that uh, that Kenny Payne has recruited high school players. But Brad Crawford of Twenty Four Seven Sports, he came out with his big winners and big losers of the offseason transfer portal cycle in basketball over the weekend, and he had Louisville as one of the six biggest winners. Kentucky is one of the six biggest losers. But he had this to say about Louisville. He said, "I'm going with a group that I think is going to be much better because they were really, really bad last year, and that's Louisville." Obviously, this is a combination of Portal and high school. In fact, they have, if I'm not mistaken, five commitments from the high school ranks, one JUCO, and then a couple of key Portal additions. Sky Clark is going to be the guy coming in from Illinois who will run the show. Then Trey White comes in from USC, someone who I think will have the green light early and often as the focal point of the offense. It's been a re- it's been really a complete roster rebuild for Kenny Payne. Nine new players who will be Cardinals next year start to finish in terms of the most improved team. I'm going with the Cardinals. Two things. One... I mean, our football coach wins four games, and we run him out on a rail. And so we shouldn't settle for basketball doing it. Second, nothing against a lot of the national people, because I know some of them do watch a lot of basketball. But the majority of them, there's no way they watched this team play that much last year. Why would you? So, and you're right. I mean, we did. I mean, you think we were, like, serving, like, community service to do it. So, like, to me, like, for them to always keep thinking that we're Louisville's got to get better. They got to improve. They got to do this and that. From from stepping back and looking at Louisville and seeing Kenny Payne and seeing, I could see where you would assume that. But if you actually watch this team play, and I'm using that term very loosely, 
last year for 32 games, it's hard, it's hard to be optimistic. You'd have doubts. I mean, you have doubts. I have doubts. We we, we both, I mean, well, you think the, the roster is much more talented last year. I'm not saying it isn't, but I, I, I wouldn't use the word this much. Year. But, yeah, I think it could be. But the point is, is that I still have I still have a problem being excited because I watched what the, he did with this, the town he had last year. I do too. I mean, and it's just it's very yeah. yeah, yeah I, I think we're all in the same boat. Um, and, but if you're a national guy, and I don't like I said I don't blame you. You're just seeing Kenny Payne. You know, still Kenny Payne's reputation. It still hasn't been tarnished completely yet. And you can just be like, oh, well, it must not have been Kenny. It must have been the team. Then then explain to me, by the way, how all these guys going to major programs that left. And again, like that's all that, that, this discussion for the past. Now, I think it, yeah. it comes into play if you do go eleven and twelve and nineteen or eleven and twenty or whatever it is next season, because it does matter. But I think everybody is trying to believe that this team is going to be markedly better. But I think the, the, the point of all of this is that if we do, like the projection says, go 12-19, and 19, an overwhelming majority of the fan base is going to say that's just not good enough. It's an improvement, yes, but my God, it's not nearly the improvement that we need to see to no. believe that things can get even better in year three, four, whatever, down the line. Uh, we'll take a break. We'll hear from you guys coming up uh, on the Thornton Sex line at 502-414-1450. Your thoughts here. You'll have about eh, 25 minutes to get your, your takes in, and then we'll look ahead to the, the – not well, there's anything, is there anything going on tonight? I don't think there's anything going on tonight. So Is there not – there's no, well, the NBA – the finals would start in like six weeks. I think, <laughs> I think that's right. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I, think, I think we're opening the new, this new studio when they, when they start. <laughs> we'll have the YouTube cameras <laughs> yeah, in. I mean, yeah. Just for the game one of the NBA Finals, we'll do a live we, broadcast. We did, but I don't think we're that far off. Well, <laughs> Isn't it next week? Maybe Ted Lasso. I don't know. We'll talk about it after the break. Hey, it's the Rutherford Show <laughs> wraps up next here on 1450 and 
I'm assuming we're still in Jeffersonville. And the way that Troy said yes led me to believe there was no like think it should be going to be up by Friday. I think like, I think we're going to be over here for a couple weeks. Well, let me give you a heads up. See all the stuff behind me. Yeah, that's not supposed to be there anymore. Okay, that's supposed to be like those are what we call receivers that helps us get the the one positive of this this automation. The summer of Jeff. The, <laughs> I like it. You might keep like a diary and stuff. <laughs> Yeah. That's good. We can do all kinds of things over here. I'm going to have to get that easy pass for the bridge because I can't spend like hundreds and hundreds of dollars to work here. Uh, I, I know. <laughs> the one positive is that, like, at least this didn't put my side of things, pull back the curtain. This didn't happen during, like, like basketball or football season because that would have been just a nightmare. Like, I would have had to, I had to do everything manually in here every game where, because normally when we have like IU and Western and everything, like, I don't, no one has to be here. It's all automated. But, yeah, it's so at least it's happening in the summertime. Yeah, there is again a positive thing. You, I, I, I'm, I'm with you on the easy pass though. Like I got my, I got one just the other day, and I'm just like, afraid to open it. Like I just, I'm like, it's still sitting on my desk. I'm like looking at it from the the Kentucky toe. Like I don't want to even open it. I'm like worried. I know, to. I've got yeah. I, I haven't paid him in a few months, and I'm, it's gonna be bad. Oh god, yeah. You're you're getting hit with late fees now too. I probably am. Yeah. I don't point. think they're big late fees, but yeah, you're probably gonna be over two hundred bucks. Can't wait. Should be great. Love it. Especially going to send that over to Troy and them. I would like to. Probably I mean, should. I think we should. Can't we? I think. It, just saying. Probably the right way I to mean, go. He may have to do another telethon next week to do it. But I, mean. <laughs> I think they can. Yeah. <laughs> they can afford it. Uh, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton sex line. We'll take some text here for the last 17 minutes or so of today's show. Uh, Texture says, as far as... UK hosting, Lexington hosting all these uh, KHSAA events and, and not having, you know, hotels available for this college, football, yeah. college baseball regional this weekend. So I think part of the problem is no Lexington City planner would ever expect the UK to host a regional. I mean, nothing is – I know, I know this is like the, there's four – you're adding like these four extra teams for the college baseball thing. But like that means th- – th- that tells me there had to have been like a hotel issue before this even happened, right? I don't know. Like, I mean, did, was that just like the straw that broke the camel's back or was, I mean, was there already, was it already like, like hard, you know, Slim Pickens and not just the, you know, the great actor, but Slim Pickens bro tells to begin with. Cause I mean, no we've, idea. I mean, we've already talked about all this stuff that's going on. I think I saw where Matt's like charging people to like park at KSR, KS Grill and stuff. I would. I mean, yeah. He's like, you get a $20 gift card to KS Grill if you park here, but it's like $300 to park here. Come to the KSR <laughs> bar. Texas says, uh, branch to Bar Chronicle. $19 parking right at Bar Chronicle next door. <laughs> Texas studies show the optimal temperature for humans to sleep is between 60 and 68 degrees, with 65 being optimal. I get the carbon footprint issue. I offset it by not turning on heat during the winter and living in sweats. I have heard that like sleeping in colder temperatures is, betty, be, is better for your system, which is why, I mean, I, I just like sleeping colder, but I feel like I'm – I sleep 10 times worse when it's too hot, and I wake oh, I up can't. feeling like crap. I wake up sweaty. I mean, I, I, I wake up. Every, I wake up every hour or so. Kids are killing me. Like I just, yeah, I, I can't do it. I, I can't sleep in the hot. I get no good sleep at all. Um, I offset it by not going out as very little as possible and leaving my house. But then again, I guess that means the air is running more. So. Yeah, I was gonna say that. Don't, I, don't, I don't know if offset <laughs> means what you think it means. There, <laughs> can't just. Can't just in the pure king of hell fashion, can't just buy some trees and call and, and call it even. <laughs> It was a great episode, by the way. 
Texas is out of context talking about the plantation that makes you guys so southern white. I thought about that too. Trust me, I'm well aware. I feel terrible. Like even like, if you don't know what we're talking about, it's like you know. I mentioned that as soon as I said it, I thought about it, but I was like, maybe it's just my weird mind that thinks this. When I was like, yeah, you used to go to plantation all the time back in the day. It's like if you saw the house that we grew up in, when we went to plantation. You would like, no privilege whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, I lived right across the street from the plantation. <laughs> Texas Plantation's dive uh, platforms were 1 meter, 5 meters, and 10 meters. So 3 feet, 16 feet, and 32 feet. No, it's 10. That's not 16. I thought it was... There's a 10-foot, too, though, isn't there? I don't remember. I have been, I have not been to I thought the top one was 60. Like Is the top years. one 32 or 64? I thought it was 64. He says 32. Maybe it was 32. Whatever it was. In my mind, like my childhood oh, mind, it huge. was 250 feet up there. I mean, you could see it from Westport Road. It's huge. It's gone now. Texas, regardless of the pool cost, they're all better with a cocktail kickboard. <laughs> That's the guy who advertises those cocktail kickboards. Hook us up. I don't know. What's, what's that? He sent in like a while back. We, I showed it to you. Did it's you? been a couple months, so I'm sure you've forgotten. <laughs> Clearly, That's I fine. have. <laughs> Texas says there is zero reason next year that we should not make the tourney. In which, you know, I don't care what sport he's talking about. I agree. I don't know if he's talking about baseball or football or basketball, but, you know, I agree either way. I'm. That's where I am, and again, I I know that Josh Hurd may not be of that belief, but it's just it's going. To, you're going to have a hard time selling me on. Oh yeah. Not just that, like this guy can be somewhat successful here. I mean, you're Louisville. You should be able to hire a crappy coach and still be a program that goes to the NCAA tournament just about every year. But if you want a coach that's going to get us back to Final Fours, back to winning national titles, like, you should be able to do more with this roster than just like. Win 15 games. I also am curious to see if this team, if, if next year this is a, like a 12 to 15, 16 game win season. Like the, as is, is, is KRC would call them, the, the pain butt slappers. And some of which, he, you know, he, he's known his whole life or played with at some point. Not to say any names. I, I'm curious if, if that'll be the straw that like convinces them to, that there needs to be a change. Like, whoa, or am I starting to get, Oh, it's 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 a character. We're building a character here, you know. Well, this is my this is my biggest fear with next season is that we do just enough to where it's like a debate. You know, we have a lot of performances that don't look good, but then maybe we do play. We beat somebody we're not supposed to beat late in the year, yeah. And we finish, let's say, like seventeen and, and sixteen, and everybody's like, "Well, we're so young. We're building a program. Yeah. Like, you know, you can talk about wanting quick fixes, but Kenny Payne's still building the old school way, and it's going to work because of the culture." And then we decide, you know, Josh Hurd decides to keep him, and then we lose some of those players because there's no like. Let's say Trenton Flowers kills it here next year. There's no guarantee that he's going to stick around for another year. Like in this day, I, I'm sure that yeah. Andy Enfield expected to have Trey White for his sophomore season after he had a really good freshman year. Like, there's just, I don't feel comfortable. Uh, comfortable. Assuming that these kids, if they do have a somewhat kind of in the middle successful season, are going to come back and be great for us as sophomores or juniors, because I don't know that they're going to come back. Period. You just you can't assume anything in this day and age. That's my biggest fear: is that we have a just whatever season. It's not up to our expectations, but it's just good enough that you're like, man, if he can bring this whole roster back, maybe add a couple of big time players, we're going to really take a step forward in year three. We keep him, and then boom, like four of those kids hit the portal. And we're kind of screwed. Going we only into brought year two three. guys back from last year. Say what? We only brought two guys back from last year, really. Well, four guys. Who are the other two? Yeah, you always forget about Emmanuel Corafor. There's a good reason for that. 
<laughs> who's, the, who's the fourth? Because you know I'm thinking James and Brandon. And Trainer. Oh, yeah. I should remember Trainer because I like Trainer. Yeah. Yeah. And then a core of four. Yeah. Texas yeah. and I'm absolutely. And Hersey Miller, of course. <laughs> You're not helping your case. Just move on. <laughs> Texas says, I'm absolutely going to cheer for my basketball team, but my biggest fear right now is that we look pretty decent. We win some games, we lose some games. But you know, without a doubt, you're not going to make the tournament. You know that KP is not the guy. At some point, do you find yourself just cheering for him to lose out of that, so you know no. for certain that he will not be let go, and we can move on from this experiment? Yeah, I'm with you. I, I'm, I, can't, I can't, I can't cheer against the, the, the best part it. is, is that if he's as bad as I, if he's at the point where I'm that upset and I'm sort of there, like it's like cracked up. I don't have to cheer for him to lose. He's going to lose. Yeah. I can hope he. Trust me, because me cheering for him to win clearly isn't helping. So I mean I, I don't I don't have to hope we lose I I'm going to hope we win I just am not holding my breath on that happening. Where is the bottom line that the conversation isn't even discussed regardless of, situ- of the scenarios for win total next year? Single digit wins again. Okay, so even so, a twelve win season could have an open could have a, a crack I think in the it door. Shouldn't, but I think it will. I mean, it would have to be like. Several injuries and several injuries, and we have like a huge recruiting class coming in, and all this maybe stuff. a couple games, maybe two of those twelve wins are against like Duke and somebody. Maybe. For me, it's, I'm done. Or UK, for example. But I think there will be a discussion. I think if you have single, if if anything less than ten, I think it's just everybody's like, ah, we tried, and it's not going to work out here. Another texture says Plantation's big diving platform was definitely 16 and 32 feet. Okay, I don't know why that's 32 and 62. I'm sorry, you're probably right. He says, I went up on the 16-foot one when I was about 10. I was It was super crowded. I couldn't get up the nerve to jump, so some kid pushed me off fun times. The 16, the, the 16 was open when I was a kid. Like, yeah, the, me too. The biggest one wasn't. The, 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 Same, the, 32. But the, even the 16, I don't think. No, that could, you had to have been young because I was young when they started. I was real young. Yeah, I think I was probably like eight or nine when they stopped doing the 16. Texas, under no circumstances, is a sub-15 win season enough to keep KP. This coming year should not be compared to last year's four-win season. It's ludicrous to use that as a bar for improvement. A decent coach would have had a few more serviceable guards and won at least 12 games last year. If anything, if anything a decent coach would not have lost the way we lost in a lot of those games, too. That, too. I mean, the, 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 I, I, the thing that I can't move on from is the lack of effort so many times. Because mm-hmm. any coach who's worth a salt can motivate your team and make them at least look like a more encouraging, more dedicated pro- – and that just never happened last year. And, and it's not That's just, my biggest fear moving forward. It's not like you had a bad stretch. Like, there were stretches where we didn't – we just looked like we didn't care the entire game. Yep. Pretty much the Bahamas or wherever it was we were. What, Maui? Maui, yeah. Sorry. I couldn't remember. Whatever. At least that was early. Yeah. The fact that it didn't get that much better as the season went on is my, is my primary concern. Texas, unless multiple injuries to uh, 1-6 and missed turning especially badly, the writing should be on the wall. KP should look at KP five to ten years ago, uh, remaining an assistant and not pursuing lower-level head coaching job as reason why year three shouldn't happen. Don't really follow the text, but I think the primary part I agree with. Texas Bose is already framing 12 wins as a 200% increase, being so very generous to KP. I did note, like, I don't know what Rick Bozich knows or thinks he knows, but a lot of people that were saying, like, he needs to make the NCAA tournament next year or he's gone, or were saying, like, he needs to win 20 games or he's gone, like, he would just respond with noted or whatever. Like, I, I think that he believes, and if he believes it, I'm assuming it's because he's been told by Kenny Payne directly that, like, KP's in pretty good shape for a year three, unless it's just another colossal failure, which makes me a little bit nervous. Yeah, but I mean, then it's the argument of what 
is the difference between your thought of a colossal, my thought of colossal, and Josh's thought of colossal. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. If he's been told by by Josh Kenny Hall. Payne that he thinks that Josh Hurd <laughs> is cool with him going 12 and 19, but showing progress, then you know all of this is is moot conversation for us anyway. Well, and that back. makes me a little bit. I can't imagine that that's the case. But what, I don't know. what annoys me about that is if that's the case. There's a very good chance. Well, we're not getting Trainer back. I would be shocked if probably Sky Moore would return, short of like and just complete like meltdown of a season and injury related. I would think Hun- Henley Hatfield is ready to get one foot out the door. He was already that this year anyway. I mean, then, then you're just going into the third season with pretty much a whole almost a, a whole new team, probably more than likely. Texas, imagine watching any other program in the country going 12-19 and 19 with 10 four-slash-five-star players in the roster. I can't think of one Power 5 program that would keep their coach, so why is Louisville even considering keeping him? I'm honestly still in disbelief that he even got a second season. I can think of Power 5, wherever Fred Hoiberg is, one comes to mind. But, but He's in Nebraska. They're not getting, they're not getting 10 four- and five-star players. True, but they are winning, like, I think well, they're winning more than four games. Yeah, they, they've never had this bad. <laughs> They have. I wonder if Nebraska's ever won less four games or less. <laughs> Texture says, "Do any of your friends ever ask about Trevor?" Do <laughs> really? Sometimes, do they? yeah. Sometimes I get questions about. I get questions about you sometimes. Yeah, I get. I, sometimes people ask about Trevor. Mostly mine is listeners who like will like slide in my DMs and stuff. Be like, like ask me like stuff like are you off the air. I'm like, I mean, no. I'm just he tells you everything on the air that he tells me off the air. That's not true. I sometimes I give you. The There's goods. sometimes, but yeah, I'm not gonna like yeah. By the way, for the record, Nebraska's never won less than – oh, they did. 1944, hey, God, that was a bad year for college basketball. They went 2-13 and 13 that year. <laughs> We're worse than Nebraska. But to answer the question, every now and then I will get like a, like, is he really like <laughs> – Am I really like that? Is, yeah, is he – how is he in real life? And I'm like, he's, he's pretty much the same. Uh, yeah, I don't I – don't, I don't, I'm just uh, – I am who I am. I mean, it, 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 who asked about me? Was she cute? Uh no. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm, at this point in my life, I'm I'm not worried about Q. Is she single? I'm not. Even, that's not even really a deal She's breaker, by the way. Guys, which no, I've yeah. been down that road already. At Taco Bell. I know. <laughs> Recurring theme here of the show. At least Taco Bell dude gives me facts. Texas, nice rejoin, TK. First time and only I ever saw anyone smoke meth was at a Dave Matthews concert in Indiana. Really? I don't think I've ever seen anybody smoke meth. No, not that I've known at least. I, I can't like to say I haven't either, but I would never see it at Dave Matthews concert. I mean, that's like the last concert I would expect to see it at. I was say, it seems like an odd spot. I've been to a Dave Matthews concert, and there was a lot of weed smoking, but didn't see any meth. Do you hate? Do you like Dave Matthews? I, I do like Dave Matthews. You're in that wheelhouse where he was kind of like, when they got really popular, and it was like, you, you looked at people like Dave Matthews almost kind of like like preppies. And See, and that's the thing. is like, I really like the music. It had a music. bad reputation. I liked the music, but I was kind of embarrassed. Like, I didn't like a lot yeah. of the fan base growing up. I'm, I'm kind of with you. I like Dave Matthews' band. I, I mean, I like some of the songs. I mean, it, kinda, it almost became sort of its own genre of music. Like, it's, it's very unique. I liked a lot of it in, in high school and college, but then I would go to concerts and be like, I don't like a lot yeah. of these people that are here. I, that, that's the, yeah, it's kind of, yeah. I don't think they, was was it Andy? It was like, give me some Dave Matthews, deep cuts. <laughs> he played. I think it was the song that got played, which was their first hit, if I believe right. That was a skating party in the office. Texture says <laughs> uh, we we, yeah, we we know that there's a music festival going on there. Texture speaking of really? good times, pools, and that song to bring it all full circle. Damone makes the pool hut a wet county with JJL to that song in Fast Times at Richmond High. Such a great movie. Well, it's not Damone in that scene. It's the it's her. 
It's the uh, wait a minute. I think that I feel like he just mixed two things together. Yeah, in in Fast Times, the the, the dugout scene is just like the older guy. Yeah, it's Ron Johnson. Yeah, it's not Demone. He works at Speaker City. Does he really? I can't remember. That. His name's Speaker Ron City. Johnson for God's sake. How do you forget Ron Johnson? Because in the scene, and this is how much I have this movie memorized. That when that plays, yeah, she's looking up and it says like "disco sucks" and. There's something else written on there, but right. I can't repeat. I always remember Disco Sucks. Yeah, Disco Sucks. I remember the, the, yeah, the, but, and, and yeah, Damone was the, um, yeah, he was in the pool, in the pool house. Right. She, you do see her topless in both scenes, though. That That's a fact. Yeah. One's longer than the other one. I told you, like, that for the longest time, I'd only seen that movie on cable. So, <laughs> like, I, mean, I swear I was, like, in my 20s when I finally saw the unedited version. Like, and I loved that movie before I got to see boobs. Like, after I saw it with boobs, it was just, like, oh, I mean, mind-blown. Like, a whole new stratosphere. I can imagine. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Texas Damone makes it to her with that song, too. Is that playing in both those scenes? No. I didn't think so, either, but in, Texas seems confident. I mean, in fairness, though, my mind is slightly distracted during the pool house scene. I know for a fact that it's, he's, he's Texas adamant that the song's playing in both. I might have to go back, because. Jackson Brown. Now, maybe does he just play the instrumental? I think during it, possibly, because I don't remember there being lyrics during that scene. It's been forever since I've seen. The movie. I, I mean, I picture her standing on the corner, getting sneaking out the window. It's the only time you see her mom is when she tells him good night, and she sneaks out that that upper window, and and he meets her on the street corner, which should be a sign of what was going to happen to her. Mm. Such a great movie, man. We've got Texture, uh, Tell me the original song in the uh, in the end scene. Remember, that's something I'm still bugged about. We've got Bats Baseball tonight. Uh, it's coming up here at 6.35. 6.05 is when the coverage is going to start. Yep. Bats could not be hotter. They just missed out on a six-game sweep on the road of Syracuse. They lost the finale on Sunday 9-8. to eight. They now start a six-game homestand against Worcester. Worcester, Worcester uh, tonight at 6.35. <laughs> there, I think, I think every game during the week is 6.35. They are, uh, except for a Friday. The one I do is at 6.45 for some reason. Friday's at 7.15. 6.45 postgame, yeah. Which And then 7.15 on Saturday is the first pitch as well. So And then 105 on Sunday, pretty standard. So Josh we, is here to do all the games on Friday. Yeah, we got, we got, that's why we love Josh. But yeah. keep it locked right here. Nick Curran, Josh Hawkins, and company taking you over. Louisville versus Worcester, Worcester, 635 is the first pitch. 605, the coverage will start here. Go Bats! Let's keep the winning streak going. Let's win an International League title. Everyone have a fantastic Tuesday night. We'll see you guys back here at 3 o'clock tomorrow.